Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hi. Hi. Listen, we got a special, <laughs> special day today. We've got a special guest on our episode, on, on our podcast today. So I just want to dive right in. Are you ready? We're going in. Put your nose plugs in and we're <laughs> and just diving. Swoop on into that pool. Okay, everybody. <laughs> so listen to this fucking phenomenal bio right here. Here we go. Okay. Adrián or Aiden Castellanos was born and raised in the Texas-Mexico border region known as the Rio Grande Valley or Rio Grande Valley. Sharing Rio Grande. Rio Grande, por favor, the Rio Grande Valley. Come on. <laughs> Sharing scary stories was a big part of his upbringing, so he decided to share and replicate the feeling of connecting on a level of fear with susto. From beginning to end, Susto is a one-person show. Aiden has been producing Susto since 2019 and was recently awarded a Gotham Variety Audio Honor Award presented by Wondery, which is a huge, huge motherfucking big-ass deal. So please, big, big deal. deal. Welcome to Uy, que horror, Adrian or Aiden. We're so happy to have you here. Welcome. Either way. We're happy to have hey, you. Cool Welcome friends. to the main stage. Hey, Google hey, friends. Cool Welcome. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for watching a fun uh, Latinx uh, horror movie for us. And uh, we're super pumped to hang with you again because this is our, our second time hanging out. Make sure to go over to Susto Podcast and listen to us guesting over there talking scary stories spooky jams the whole Magilla. thank you so much for having me oh my god absolutely <laughs> of course but i i feel like we <laughs> fuck things up for you over there at susto because literally i just read this line susto is a one-person show but then eileen and i come in and we're like you know what not today. <laughs> we want to make Not a today. new project today. <laughs> today, we are all bringing in stories from home, show and tell. Listen to the episode, though, because we had so much fun, everybody. We had so much fun. It was, it was so, good. Yeah. so good. Yeah. Talking mm -hmm. all, all about, you know... Uh, healing mamas, spooky ghosts, not welcome in our spaces, just the best time ever. Haunted houses. Yes, all of mm -hmm. the above. The whole jam. <laughs> well, we're so glad to have you here, and uh, we hope that you're ready to jibba-jab with the two masters of jibba-jabbing, which are Johnny I'm and I'm so us. ready. I'm so ready. I actually... I have a question for you before we like dive in because dive in. this is a horror movie podcast. Aiden, do you have a favorite horror movie? It doesn't necessarily have to be like Latinx, but if you have one that's just like regular horror movie and a Latinx, you can do that too. But just anything that top of your head, what comes to mind? Uh, the, the first one that comes to I'll do two. The first one that comes to mind right. is the one that we were talking about yesterday was the Guatemalan version of La Llorona <gasps> that I yes. saw on Shutter. Lovely. Oh mm -hmm. my God, that movie was so well done. That was also, I found it, uh, that was around the time that uh, the version that's in like the Conjuring universe came out. Oh, yes, uh -huh. right. And, we still haven't seen that one. Okay. <laughs> your face, your face. <laughs> Face. Oh my god! I will, yeah. I will just say this: I, I don't think it'll be any news to you, and it doesn't like spoil the plot or anything. But 
they do end up centering a white family in that story. Yeah, right. it stars what's her dick, Linda Cardellini. Velma. Yes. Car, car, Velma. Velma. <laughs> Velma. Yes. Yeah. Which I love her, and you know, I thought it was it was still a fun, spooky watch. Um, but I right. mean, it's La Llorona. How do you do that and center anybody else but? someone of like Latinx descent and so absolutely definitely the Guatemalan version was it was so good it was so well done and we had this conversation yesterday it was just like it was beautiful to be honest to see Mm -hmm. that like history and that ongoing conflict being told through this lens of like or like this uh story so definitely that one another movie that I always name is a movie called Hell House LLC. Oh and, my God, totally. Oh, yes. Boy. I, I don't know. Who, yeah. I don't know if they're who wor- worked on that. So I don't know. Maybe it is something that was produced by Latinx people. Um, but you never know. That movie freaked me out, and I don't scare very easy. So mm, and we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that more. But yeah, when I saw that one, it it was just a, a random night. My boyfriend and I were hanging out and we're like, let's watch a movie. Let's watch a scary movie. And we were going through whatever platform it was on. And I saw it. I read the synopsis and I was like, oh, that, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Let's try it. If it's bad, we'll just turn it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to turn it off, but because I was scared. <laughs> so There is a clown thing. I'll just call it a clown thing in Hell House LLC that is just like the stuff of nightmares. So mm-hmm. fucking scary. So agreed. That is a that's a great fucking choice. Great. Is choice. it the one that when she she turns around, it's looking at her after yes! it, it wasn't looking at her? Yeah. God. Yes. I, it, I like I I don't have like a specific visual, but I swear the clown. It's like white faced, and it's either mm-hmm. like crying bloody tears or black tears or something. It's horrifying yeah horrifying mm-hmm. so highly agree well, i gotta watch mm-hmm. now Listen. <laughs> <laughs> well we love we love that you love these two spooky movies mm-hmm. and we hope that y- this one is i don't know just <laughs> as spooky i've been trying i've been trying really hard not like i don't know if i love this movie you know I had some notes yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying that. I literally have been like struggling this past two days. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to come in hot and I'm going to be a fucking dick. And they're going to be like, Eileen, you're an That's asshole. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you guys said that. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, no, cool. she. It, it needed. It needed like a little bit of you know help it just needed a little a yeah. little snipping a little tightening it was i i will straight up say like i thought it was good by no means is this movie great great i will say yeah. you know what, what are we watching today yeah. eileen what are we talking about yeah. oh guys well um we we offered sweet aiden some options for films to to chat about and he picked this one and it's called the old ways from 2020 it's written by marcos gabriel and directed by christopher alander yeah so um so yeah we'll chat about it's on netflix i think it's a netflix film you know what let's just fucking dive in well first of all everybody please remember to subscribe rate and review let's do some titulos de terror real quick yes 
I, uh, Aiden, we'd love to do like so. This bit is Johnny and I. Since we're both sharing the movie, we're both gonna give uh, an American film title and see what it was called in Latin America, because mm-hmm. uh, often the translation titles are hilarious, uh-huh. and we love mm-hmm. to laugh. <laughs> uh, so, Johnny, yeah. which one? Which one was yours? Oh God. Okay, I picked. <laughs> Poltergeist to the other side. Now, hilarious because re- we already did Poltergeist the OG. Yes, we absolutely did, and get ready for it to sound basically exactly the same in Portuguese <laughs> and in Spanish. But the reason I picked Poltergeist two is because I don't know if if you remember this film. Like it's the one with that hideous old man. But there is like yes. a stronger. You're gonna die in there. Exactly. But that's there's the there's like a strong. Um, Native American influence and there's a lot of like ritual uh-huh. things happening so that's yes. why I was like okay rituals sure let's it, it, a, a very slight tie to the old ways maybe <laughs> kinda so that's <laughs> uh, clearly in English the movie was called Poltergeist 2 the other side in Portuguese it was Poltergeist 2 o outro lado is that correct, Eileen? Uh-huh. The other side. Correct. <laughs> the other side. And in Spanish, <laughs> it was Poltergeist 2, El Otro Lado, or Juegos Diabolicos 2, La Otra Dimension. Ooh. Oh. I like Eileen, that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's take it. What about you, Eileen? Yeah, it's, well, fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine, I was like, let's talk about demons and bodies. And I was like, I just watched Jennifer's Body. So what was Jennifer's Body in Latin America titled? So in our Spanish-speaking countries, it was called Diabolica Tentación, oh. which is... Oh, very sexy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tentacion. Wow. And uh, and in Brazil, they called it Garota Infernal, an infernal girl. I love that. So, hey. That's great. I love I'll that. I'll take it. Pretty fun. Okay. I have yeah. never seen Jennifer's well, body, everybody. Forgive me. I'm so sorry. What? No. But someday I will sit my ass down and watch Agarota Infernal. Infernal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get on into the old ways and see what they are and what they have to offer us. And uh, if our sweet, lovely guest, Aiden, if you could please read the synopsis for this film. All right, here we go. It says, a reporter visits her birthplace in Veracruz for a story about tribal culture only to be kidnapped by locals who believe she's demonically possessed. Read our synopsis, synopsis uh, every time because that was so me, like like sultry and just like a reporter. Da, ba, da, da, da. Loved it, so good. And these yeah, instead are of the these days of our two... lives. <laughs> oh man, Perfection. instead of these two shrieking banshees, yeah. they're like <laughs> that's us. Oh that's God. us. Okay. All right, let's go. Great. Well, let's dive on in. Our film opens in Veracruz, Mexico. We hear chanting and see a woman lying on a cot with several people, I believe all women, all around her. At first, I when I was watching this, I was like, oh, childbirth, mm. because she's writhing and I'm moving mm-hmm. and doing all kinds of stuff. But the second I thought <laughs> childbirth, una señora pops her head in and says, demonio. And I was like, nope, oh, childbirth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And it sounded like these women were saying 
vete Dios de la muerte, mm. vete Dios de la muerte, vete Dios de la muerte. Entonces, mira, Dios de la muerte, andate a la mierda, ¿ok? Vete. A scared little girl watches as this woman on the cot reaches out to her and she says, no tengas miedo. And the little girl says, no tengo miedo, mamá, soy fuerte. I do want to say also, I like that you pointed out that it was almost as if like, oh, is this a childbirth? There is, uh, I did an episode about a legend. I want to name, I did, I think they're called the Siwateteos. It's an indigenous um, kind of like god, warrior goddess creature. But basically they say that going into childbirth, they would revere people who children as warriors because it was a battle for your life and that oh, the, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and the people that didn't make it that they died in the process of childbirth then they became this entity and it was like a spirit <gasps> yeah because it transformed their soul into a that of a warriors so wow that's so cool very interesting and wonderfully feminist yeah, too. Right? love that so wow. This little girl is like, yo soy fuerte. And you're like, yeah, I believe you, kid. And the mother grabs her little wrist that's holding, like, the, she's holding this tiny little handmade cloth doll, it looks like. And the woman grabs the little girl's wrist and she tells her not to be afraid. No tengas miedo. Cuando de repente, the woman's face transforms into this horrible face de demonio and she digs her demonio nails into the little girl's wrist the little girl is like what the fuck is going on here and she screams her face off and backs away screaming dropping her little doll as the chanting women hold down this like demon woman our title card fades in the old ways okay now we head into a shabby shack And we follow a person carrying a bucket down a dark hall towards a chained, like a chain link fence chained up room. Inside, someone sits on a cot with a burlap sack over their head and they're chained as well. They're handcuffed and they're shackled in the feet, too. And the person with the sack on their head says, hello, yo hablo inglés. And the man who comes in the room with the bucket starts lighting candles all around the room. And Sackhead says, I'm Christina Lopez. I'm an American reporter. Okay, immediately you're like, whenever I hear someone say, I'm an American reporter, I'm going to be like, they're going to be really annoying and demanding <laughs> things and be like, give me, I take me out of here. I can, I can get you killed in two seconds. I was immediately waiting for some sort of shitty Red flag. Mm-hmm. The man takes the sack off Christina's head and asks, ¿Por qué estabas en la boca? And Christina tells him she was working on a story on a local tribe and cultures. And the man again, ¿Qué buscabas en la boca? And Christina's like, research for this piece, dude. Like, I'm not the one that you want. Why am I here in chains? Why do I have a sack on my head? And she asks if this is about money. I can give you money. and The man pulls out a little bottle of agua bendita and starts sprinkling it all around the room and saying, así es, así será. Así es, así será. Okay. And Cristina is pleading, oh, I have, I, I have a number you can call and they can get you money. I just need my bag. Please give me my bag. 
Do you know my cousin Miranda Flores? Miranda Flores, Miranda Flores. She's my cousin. She'll tell you that I shouldn't be here. And the man isn't really listening to her at all. And he leaves the room. And Cristina looks around to see that one of the walls of her cell has a bunch of symbols, mm. like painted equi equidistantly from each other, maybe like made with chalk, it seems. Which immediately you're like, huh, odd, yes. strange, weird. Also, I should point out that Cristina is a Latina woman. Yeah. Uh, but she is very much like, Yo, uh, no, ha no hablo. Yes. Porque es no way, you know. No sabo. Yes. And I, yeah, exactly. I think that's really important to establish about her character is that, you know, she very, very basically knows Spanish. Uh, and she, yeah. she struggles to speak it. Like, she might she might be Latina, pero like the language is gone. Like I think this is a, yeah. an important thing to establish that like her connection to any sort of like Latinidad is far, far away from her. Not really yeah. part of her life now whatsoever, if anything. You know what I mean? Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As we pan around seeing these someone's in the doorway, an old woman with two long gray braids. Her face is painted white, except for there's a strip of red that goes across her eyes, one of which is milky white. And she's got red dots that come down the center of her forehead. And she's got some Jack Skellington lines on, <laughs> on her mouth of like calavera teeth. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? She's got lots of like necklaces and jewelry and wearing like a long vestido. She walks right up to Cristina and grabs her chin and looks into her eyes. But then she does a quick glance over to a shadowy corner of this cell. And I was like, is there something there? Did you guys see something there? Because there's a lot of pockets of terror in this film. <laughs> I definitely I, had my finger on the, the brightness button on my computer. <laughs> I was like, do I see it? Me too. I, don't, I had to brighten a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, it was the kind of thing where, like, you look in there and you can't tell if you can see something or not, which I honestly think yeah. was the that was the purpose of it, mm -hmm. which totally. was pretty effective because you're just like you Absolutely. have to like lean into it and you're like, but I don't want to because I'm scared. What's going to fucking pop out of me? Yeah, you know? que se me va a salir. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> she leaves the room and she says to the man, ella lo tiene. She has it. And he comes in, <laughs> my guy comes in hella hot and he is got a gas jug filled with goat's milk and he legit is goat's milk boarding yeah. her. He is water boarding her with goat's yeah. milk. Yeah, yes. Throwing it down her gullet. Y repitiendo, así es, así será, así es, así será. Okay. <laughs> the man leaves and Christina is sitting there covered in goat's milk and she says, what? The actual fuck. I had that one written down. It happened and I was like, oh. I mean, how? what else could you say? Same, same. That would have been yes. my reaction. Yes. Totally. I'm covered in goat's milk. I probably stink now. Mm -hmm. We'll continue mm -hmm. to stink. Ugh, guacala. Okay. It's later on and Cristina is trying to smash the shackles of her feet with a big ass rock. 
And when she's doing this, she gets a flashback of herself walking through a jungle, approaching a really big cave, like the mouth of a cave, which looks very mouthy because the stalactites or stalagmites. We will never know. tell you. Mm-hmm. My dad is pissed somewhere because he knows all those terms. Whatever ones that come from the Pointy ceiling. Rocks. <laughs> Pointy rocks. Yeah. Yes. So we're assuming, at least I assumed, that this is La Boca, obviously, because it looks like a mouth. She goes inside with her flashlight and she shines it throughout the place, but particularly at one dark like entrance of a tunnel, it seems like, another pocket of terror that we're looking into. And she, as she's panning the light around, she points it towards the ground of that entrance. And allá abajo, you can see these two shiny eyes. Did you guys see yes. the shiny yes. eyes? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Get them out of here. Uh, and we also can hear a low, sinister laugh. Y de repente, some fucking The Descent motherfucker pops out of the fucking cave and Christina wakes up. It was a nightmare? Question mark. It's the morning and the man brings a bucket for Christina to pee in, which is embarrassing. But also... Someone has arrived, and it's Miranda, Christina's cousin, that she was like, please call my cousin Miranda Flores. So here she is. And Christina tries to explain to her, Mira, they have me. Well, not Mira, because she doesn't speak Spanish, but they have me by mistake. They can't understand me because I only speak English. and They only speak Spanish. Like, what the fuck? But Miranda is like, they can't let you go. Like, we, we just, we can't let you go. But also, girl, why did you go to La Boca? I told you not to go to La Boca. Mm. And Cristina's all like, well, that doesn't matter. My job is for me to go to places and jungles and caves that people tell me not to go to. And that's my job. And Miranda says, it's not a cave. It's a ruin. And I told you not to go. Wow. Which is like. Classic. Th- this reminded me of, um, ¿cómo se llamaba la película de la, del chupacabra Fucking that we did, Johnny? indigenous that we hated. Indigenous that we hated. Mm-hmm. In that Was it's that the, the full title vibe. or you hated it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> we hated it's just it. Called and it's indigenous. called Indigenous. It's basically like a bunch of like college students from somewhere in the United States being like, we're going to go to Panama. And like the locals are like, please do not go to this one specific place that you're not supposed to go to. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Of course, these motherfuckers go. Typical Americans. Exactly. White Americans. Yes. This felt like that same vibe, but it was conflicting to me because I'm like, here's a Latina person Mm -hmm. and she's still like not paying attention. So I was like, the betrayal. Mm -hmm. How dare you? Listen to your people. Yes, it's such a good point. I think just just because you are Latina, like in her sense, just because she is Latina, it doesn't automatically give you the right to this practice. And much less to exploit it, because that's what she was going to do, right? And you need to approach it with respect. Listen, I'm a little bit of a bruja myself, so, like, you have to approach with respect. You have (laughs) to. Nunca se sabe. Again, like, the energies in the world, no matter who or what they are, like, 
if you're especially if you're going elsewhere, mm-hmm. you're going to need to do some research and find out what's cool and what's yeah. not. And it doesn't matter if like you're even from there. If I was going to Nicaragua and was like, a ver, cualquier lugar that has like some sort of spiritual, special, important stuff that I'm not allowed to go to, I wouldn't be like, well, I can do whatever I want because I'm Nicaraguan, bitch. Like, that's not exactly. cool, bro. Especially after her yeah. cousin was telling her, do not. Correcto. Exactly. And and just to add on to that, there are like little puzzle pieces thrown out throughout the movie that just like start to kind of fit into place. Like, clearly there have been conversations had where like Christina was speaking to Miranda being like, I'm coming to Mexico. I'm going to come do this. Clearly being told not to. But it's just like it all kind of comes together like this like puzzle piece, which honestly, there are things later on in the movie that I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck is this part? So I'm really looking forward Mm -hmm. to be like, because there are some puzzle pieces like over there that I'm like, I don't know where this fits in. So I really I'm hoping that we can all just be like, that's where that goes. Uh, this is where this hole. goes. <laughs> here's <Come on>. my <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah. Here's my hole, guys. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so, yeah. It's that kind of podcast. <laughs> it's called it's called exactly. La Boca. <laughs> La Boca, that's my hole. Yes. Amazing. Uh. So Christina asks if Miranda knows who these two people are that are coming into that have her hostage, basically. And Miranda explains that they have always been here and that the man that has been coming in and out, this is Javi, and he is the son of the woman there. And she practices the old ways. Mm, Title of our film. And Christina says, she's... A bruja. Yes, correct. She is. And Miranda says, well, they want to help and that they've seen that there's something inside of her, specifically a demon. And of course, Christina's like, she doesn't believe it. And she just wants to get the fuck out of there. And so she's like, Mira, call someone, call the authorities. And Miranda says, the people here, they are the authorities, which I was like, oh, girl, you tell Mm -hmm. this hoe. Again, Cristina asks for her bag and she's like, I can show you what I've been working on. And that way that I can prove that I'm not the person that I don't know why I'm here. I can prove I'm just doing a story. And Javi brings in the bag and Cristina pulls out a camera and she shows snaps of, of like pictures of La Boca and stuff. She's like, mira, no demons, no demons. And Javi points it out. Ahí está La Boca. And Miranda takes Javi out of the room for a bit. And while they're out of the room, Cristina goes through her bag and pulls out an eyeglass case that she tucks underneath her pillow. Y de repente, her cell phone rings. And she quickly, like, before they can hear, she tries to pick up, pero el Javi ya está coming in. And she's like, hello, Carson, it's me. I'm in the jungle. I'm being held hostage. I'm in Catemaco, help me out, send somebody, call the embassy, what the fuck. Pero el Javi agarra su bolsa, her cell phone, the whole mierda, and locks her back in her cell. Miranda comes to the door and she says that La Bruja will start tomorrow at first light. And Cristina asks, if she cures me, if this exorcism, if this whole thing that you guys believe in, if they fix me, Will I be able to leave? Y la Miranda no 
contesta. And she leaves. Oop. It's nighttime, and through a speaker in her bedroom, music is playing her bedroom herself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cristina sees on the other side of this chain link door that's closing her in a little boy. And she tries to talk to him. She's like, hey, dude, hablas ingles, uh, por favor. And he doesn't respond. He just looks at her for a bit and walks away. And in comes in a little rooster that's been popping in and out of her cell this whole beginning of the film. And she she asks him, hey, do you speak English? And <laughs> this tiny rooster crows the cutest crow I've ever mm-hmm. heard in my life. <laughs> Just like a little cook-a-doodle-doo. It made me think of Moana yes, and the hey, little hey. chicken from... <laughs> hey, hey! Oh my God, love that movie. Even though it destroys me oh, every yeah. time. And then Cristina reaches under her cot and she pulls out the glasses case that she had taken out from her bag earlier and she unzips it and inside are needles, a rubber band and a Zippo lighter and a spoon. And I was very surprised Mm -hmm. by this. Was this surprising to you? Yes. Number one, how did she get the drugs there? Her whole Girl. kit. Her whole kit. How did she even get it there? The kitten caboodle. Exactly. Shoved it up her blah or what? <laughs> it, I, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll start the conversation. I'll plant the, the seed for the conversation now, which I want to talk about more later. But something I uh-huh. cover in a lot of my stories is that a lot of the time there is this trope of substance users that mm-hmm. these things happen to them because they're substance users. And so I was, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, here we go. I want to see how they handle this. How are they going to explore this facet of her and why they're saying that she's possessed? That's very true. There is a lot of like folklore creatures that are like, oh, if you're drunk in the night or if you're walking alone and you're drunk, what if you're a drunk and they like lure you and take you or eat your soul or whatever the hell. So that's where I didn't put. I didn't put two and two together. In my mind, I was like, oh, so now she's a heroin addict? Like, how? I, I was just surprised that this was, like, the the twist that came into this mm-hmm. film, which I think goes back to what Johnny was saying about these puzzle pieces that I'm like, oh, this is... This is a, a one of those pieces that is literally like blank and all <laughs> the chunks aside, and you're like, where does this yeah. go? You know what I mean? So... She prepares herself of a drug. One drug, <laughs> I don't know please. A drug. Ter- One drug, Thank please. <laughs> and she starts melting it in her spoon, preparing the syringe. And we get a flashback. And she's in an office space. And she packs a few of these heroin dime bags i don't know the the little plastic bags filled with heroin and she throws a few of those into her eyeglass case and uh, she looks at her little beta fish bowl that she has and she puts a post-it on it that says don't let me die Mm. and she goes to see her editor carson who was the guy i guess that called her earlier and he asks it's a place isn't it where you grew up You never talk about it, which is why I'm concerned that you want to take this job. And 
He asks her, when was the last time you slept? And she's basically has to assure him, listen, I'm doing okay. Could I be better? Sure. But I'm I'm all right. And I can I can make this work. Let me go take this job. And then we see that she is fully injecting this syringe in her toes. But so, you know, the drugs kick in and she falls back in the her heroin stupor. Smash cut to her still in that same position, but it's the daytime. And now she's got red paint on her face and body, like on her cheekbones and on her stomach and on her arms. She's wearing her little bralette and underpants. And her arms are outstretched and tied. And la bruja está en el medio de la cosa. She is doing her brujería. Like, my girl was asleep while she was getting prepared, I guess. Yeah. La Miranda and Javi are also there. And Cristina starts panicking. And she's like, oh, my God, it's happening now? What the hell? And Miranda's like, you got to breathe, pump it, relax. And she says... They say that it came last night, and this will show them more. And Cristina's like, no, 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 no. That's not what this, that wasn't, that wasn't it. Like, not wanting to say I was injecting heroin in my toes, more like, no, no, I was just feeling weird, whatever. Pero no. So La Bruja, she's like spreading, like, either paint or blood. I'm assuming it's blood, but she's so she's painting like some bloody goop on Cristina's ribs. And she says, en estas ruinas hay muchos demonios. And this will show me its name. So this brujería that she's doing is going to tell us the name of this, of a specific demon. Vas a ver muchas cosas Maybe not now, but soon el demonio te va a aparecer. He's going to show up and show him, show you her, his face, girl. And when you see it, you have to tell me, la bruja, right away so I can stop it and not make it any stronger. And this whole time that la bruja is explaining all of this that's happening, Javi is in the background doing a palm leaf dance. He, he is spitting agua bendita everywhere. He is doing la brujería. It's awesome. And Cristina asks, what happens if I don't see it? And la bruja cackles softly and says, tú lo vas a ver. <laughs> you're gonna, girl, you're going to see it. That's don't scary. you worry. That was probably <laughs> yeah. like my favorite. My favorite line. Yeah. Just uh, the yeah. way that she delivered it. I was like, Miss Thing knows what she's talking about. <laughs> it's not yes. rodeo. And like her little, her little cackle was totally like, you arrogant yep. little you shit. You stupid little girl. You're going to see him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're better than us? I don't think Mm-mm. so. Anyways. So once they're done doing all that. Javi, Miranda, and La Bruja get up and they walk out. And Cristina's like, what the fuck? And Miranda turns around and says, this part, you do alone. And they lock her in. That's terrifying. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's like, what's going to happen to me now, gang? They literally just told her, so you're going to do a meet and greet with this demon. <laughs> we'll be right back, though. Like, you'll be. <laughs> we'll be right there. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Y la Cristina, que es, again, very arrogant, is like, okay, well, I know what I got to do. And she puts on her Meryl Streep glasses <laughs> and is like, oh, my God. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. 
thing. I can't believe it. Uh, this demon? Look at this demon over here. I can't believe he's here. Oh, no. <laughs> Just the worst Truly. performance. She said, this is spooky, spooky. And a little bit kooky. <laughs> Done. Megalamooky. <laughs> totally. Pero de repente, en el medio of her performance, above her, so, I, this is, I, I don't think, I can't place anywhere in the U.S., but I know in Latin America, there are a lot of those bricks that have, that are basically holy bricks that have like designs in them that you can like see through these bricks mm -hmm, is that mm -hmm. am i describing them correctly so the top of this shack has those bricks that have holes in them for better circulation yeah. of air airflow like, yeah yeah so through these bricks a huge fucking snake appears and starts crawling down the wall and Cristina's like oh shit and now for realsy she's like hey oh hey Ayuna, there's a snake there is a snake hey everybody help me out there's a snake and then el del otro lado en la esquina sale another fucking snake and they both crawl down the walls and are wrapping themselves around her arms and feet and shit like that la culebra they're coming up to her face Uy. cuando de repente entra el javi and he grabs that snake with a fucking burlap sack and the other one y la bruja puts her hand on Cristina's stomach, which is still covered in blood and goop. And she walks over to the wall and she puts her bloody handprint on one of the symbols of the wall. And the symbol is two wiggly lines parallel to each other, looking like two snakes. So I think we're meant to deduce from this that the symbols on the wall are going to be like the tests that she's going to have to go through to get rid of whatever demon is inside of her. I was going to ask if you all noticed that one of the snakes, I don't know if it was both eyes or just one eye of the snake, it had a milky eye. <gasps> I didn't mm -hmm. notice that. One of the snakes. I was, and, but I couldn't ever see both eyes of that snake. But the other one, it had, its eyes were just black. And the other snake, uh -huh. it saw, I saw it had a milky eye. Oh, Dina, I also have another question here because like after Cristina does her Meryl Streep performance, not quite because, you know, it wasn't good. Um, yeah. But she like hears something. And to me, it sounded like footsteps in the grass outside, which then becomes the snake. So it was almost oh. like the demonio. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, like the demonio approaching and then like becoming a snake so it could come inside the room. I will I will say like, I don't quite get the purpose of this. Like I do see like it was a test, but like the milky eye and I, I don't get it. I don't quite understand what the purpose of this was. Yeah, I, I it's especially because when Javi comes in and just like snatches up these snakes, I was like, oh, so she's just supposed to withstand having snakes on her and then that's one chunk of demon removed like that doesn't seem that hard of a I test thought, <laughs> no i was gonna say i thought that maybe they have some sort of like um what's the word like a rosetta stone i guess and they're like okay whatever uh -huh. combination uh -huh. of ways this thing presents itself we can tell which demon it is 
Sure. Okay. Oh, sure. So rather than like the symbols being tests, they're like, oh, we see snakes. We see this other thing. That must mean that the demon is so and so. That's what I, I was like thinking. That. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Okay, interesting. That makes sense. Let's see. I, I can't wait to see how yeah. this all plays out. <laughs> 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 so it's a little later and Cristina is all cleaned up and Miranda comes in to check in if she needs anything. And Cristina is pissed. She's like, why didn't you come help me when I was screaming? And Miranda is like, I am helping, dude. And Cristina very shittily, I will say, says, you believe them. You believe these two people. I thought, ooh, I did not like this line. It made me feel a certain way. I thought that you went to school in Mexico City. You should know things. And I was like, uh-huh. Que perra. Perra. That pissed yeah. me off. Yes. Me too. I I was really I wrote down this does not sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the times when Johnny and I do these movies that are very spiritually based, we get particularly offended when people are dismissive of this kind of stuff. And again, it's the fact that she's Latina that makes me feel particularly mad. It's this sense of betrayal like you've left your your personhood behind because i mean we'll get to why but like it's it feels it feels shitty to to kind of like go off of that like in latin america what i've noticed is like a distancing from you know indigenous ritual and uh an uh an embrace of like catholicism more like uh colonized thought you Mm -hmm. know what i mean sure so this is like this is Cristina saying this, this happens. Like that is a real thing. And I think that's why it's especially upsetting because it's like you're not even taking a moment to consider, to like just be respectful of these people and like what they think. I get it. This is all very scary and you're being being helped captive. I, I, yeah. I get it. <laughs> but also like I think that's why it hits so hard because it's just like th- these are like uh, these are very – you know, like I disregard and I kind of throw away like my roots kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Also, not to forget that she agreed to do it. Like they told, well, I mean, obviously she didn't agree. She's, she is being held captive, but uh, her, her, Miranda told her, like, you know, this is going to happen. They're going to start working on it tomorrow. And then she was like, okay. So, like, you can't pretend to go along with it and then be like, it actually happened. Like, they right. told you. She told you. <laughs> and, you know, it could also just be, like, uh, a fear reaction. Like, the more that things start to happen, the more she's like, no, 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 no. That's not, it's not real. I don't, know. I don't, I don't believe this. You know what I mean? Like. That's true. That's, that's a human reaction. So, either totally. way. Get it together, fucking Christina. <laughs> Please. Please. Either way, how fucking dare you. Uh, incredibly These are giving you free room and goat's milk. Be appreciative. <laughs> Uh, free room and board in Veracruz, Mexico. Uh, be grateful, bitch. And also, like, people pay for these limpias. They'll pay, oh. like, good money Dude, for this. I would pay good uh, money for this. Fucking Anytime. smack me in the face with cilantro and tell me I'm free. I, like, need it. Dude, totally. Oh, my God. Please. So while she's, like, 
being a dick to her cousin, she tries to convince Miranda. Mira, can't convince La Bruja and Javi that the brujería is working so that I can get the fuck out of here. And Miranda's like, it's going to show itself. Like, you need to just be ready. Like, it's going to come. And she's like, I can't handle this. And she leaves. Which means it's time for more drugs. Oh, so Cristina heads to the spoon again and she uh, shoots up and it seems to be the last little bit of heroin that she has too. She like dumps the whole jam onto her spoon and we get some visions. She's in La Boca. It's the bruja from the woman at the top that she was getting like uh, exercised then. The demon face of said woman at the top. A bleeding heart appears in the ceiling. Was that a bleeding heart? That big, like, sack of, like, bloody something? It looked like a, a sack, yeah, but also yeah. a blood heart or something. But also, why from the ceiling? Quien sabe? Yo no, eso no entendí tampoco. We also see that the door is, like, opens for her, for her cell. We see the outstretched hand of the woman and the cot. And Cristina is now on her own cot, trembling. She's got a white sheet over her, and she's, like, going mm-hmm. through the fucking heroin motions. Cuando, fwa, somebody pulls that white sheet right the fuck off of her. Yes. I just... Scared the shit out of me. Um, uh-huh. Me too. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then not only that, but the door slams shut right after. So it's Ooh, bang, bang. And you're like, hey, hey, ¿qué está pasando? <laughs> she sits up and we hear a small gruñido coming from the side, like little squeaky, weird animal sound. And she looks over to the ground and there's her white sheet, but it's lightly moving. And there seems to be blood spreading from the part that's like moving. And she goes and crawls over to it. She pulls the sheet away and underneath bloody, dying, disemboweled some sort. Like it lets it's it's a horrible sight is our tiny hey, hey friend. No. (laughs) No. You know what? The second I saw that rooster come on, I was like, oh, he's so cute and little. He's going to die. Absolutely. I knew it. Yeah. How dare they? Yep. It's another day and Miranda slams a bunch of books and notebooks in front of Cristina. I thought that you might want to know what's inside of you. And Cristina says, again, very arrogantly, you know, I can't read this. Girl. <laughs> and slam an English Spanish dictionary right in her face. I was like, okay, girl. She says, since you're so educated, it, yeah. figure it out. So Cristina thumbs through one of the books with these writings and drawings. We see a person upside down with their arms outstretched, like a like an upside down cross. And another page, we see somebody like barfing something up, like a long stream of something. <gasps> In another page, there's a weird, creepy face drawn on, and so on and so forth. And Cristina starts to laugh to herself. And Miranda, in disbelief, is like, You still don't believe. Even after what happened to you, to your mother? And Cristina's like, starts to cry. And so I think here we're meant to be like, oh, that lady at the top. Mm -hmm. 
That little girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And Cristina says, I don't know what's in my food, in my goat's milk. Please. And this, I, I felt for her because she genuinely was like, I'm scared just in base level fears of being held somewhere by somebody I know, too. Like, if you think about it, like, that's a family member of mine that's helping somebody else keep me in a cage. That's that must feel bad if you're in that side of the thing. You know what I mean? And so I felt for her. Yeah. And to also add to that, there is the fear of being a drug addict and your drugs are running out. Yes. And like you can't escape. So like that means, honey, this is where you're going to be going through withdrawals. Withdrawal? Oof. Withdrawals, whatever. This is where it's going to happen. Withdrawals, yeah. So hang, hang totally. on. Yeah, I, I felt like I noticed that the more that her drugs ran out, the more it seemed there was, there was this feeling of like desperation that came over her. Or it yes. just showed itself more and more. And I was like. Definitely. Truly, honestly, does she want to get out because... She wants, you know, because she wants to, of course, not be held captive or like believe that there's a demon or is it because she needs a fix? Uh Uh-huh. Like totally. Addiction is very scary and very strong. So that could have been her her top priority, to be honest. Another thing that I just want to point out really quickly is like something you mentioned before, Eileen, about how the woman, uh, La Bruja and Javi were like, we know that it came last night, a few nights ago when she shot up in her fucking toes or whatever when she had the heroin thing. And in my mind, disagree if you will, let me know what y'all think, but like the bruja, like that lady knows. So I think like she knows that sh- that La La Cristina is shooting shit up. And so addiction and the demon to her are one and the same. So she's like, most likely it's like these two, these at least. And I think that's the message of the movie here. That's what they're working toward is like, at least for La Bruja, she's like, by ridding you of the demon, I will rid you of your addiction. That's like, they're, mm-hmm. they're like, they're, they're the same fucking thing. Right? Totally. I think that's like the message yes. we're being given here. I'm going to tack on really quick before I move on from that, that um, I did, I did have that written down also. Is this, is this demon a demon of addiction? Is it manifesting itself in her life as addiction is the addiction leaving her basically like spiritually susceptible because that's also something that i've believed growing up like when we consume those any kind of like mind-altering substance i believe that it does kind of leave you to a certain degree depending on like how messed up you are it can leave you vulnerable to other entities and other energies Absolutely. Mm. Ooh, this that makes t- a lot of sense. It goes yeah. very much hand in hand in that, like, uh, her weaknesses are allowing darkness to enter with more ease. So, Cristina, still trying to convince Miranda, is like, please, how much money can I give you just to make one fucking phone call? And Miranda gets a little offended. She's like, I'm not doing this for money, dude. I'm not doing it for money. And she gets up to leave. But Cristina grabs her by the wrist real tight, just like her mom at the beginning saying, I won't make it. And I think that's the drugs yeah. going in. 
And when Miranda pries her hand off of her wrist, she's left like a mark, some fucking nails in there. And Miranda says, this isn't you. It's what inside you. It's it's what's inside you. It fears that you will let it go. Mm. So Cristina finally gives in a bit and she says, "Okay, what's the demon that this bruja is look like? What can she see that I can't? And Miranda says, I marked the page in the little red book for you. Cool. So it's later on and Cristina is doing some research. Okay, good. Let's fucking get to this girl. And uh, it's by candlelight and she's thumbing through this red book. And she gets to a page with a drawing of a long-armed creature called Posteki. One by one, all around her, the candles in the room start to blow out. But there's one corner, the corner that the Bruja was looking at earlier in the film, that is particularly dark. Pocket of terror. She grabs her Zippo, she flips it a light, and she starts walking over to the dark corner. She's almost there when her foot chain stops her, which kind of made mm-hmm. me jump. Yes. I was like, oh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> y allá en la curana, a pair of eyes barely shine from the corner. And whoosh, a breeze goes from the back of her head through her hair and blows out her Zippo. And now I think officially she is starting to feel it. She's like, okay, maybe these two people aren't totally crazy. Uh, something's going on. Quick observation here. The eyes yeah. to me in the, this is where I was like, oh, I see them. I see it. Mm-hmm. They looked kind of uh, snake-like, serpent-like to me. Oh, a little bit. So maybe that ties back to the 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 snakes from before. The culebras. So they yeah. were like, so just like Adrian said, like eh, la la bruja and Javi nailed it. They like they knew which one it was. So yeah, it's interesting. Demon. It's interesting to see the snakes presented as um, a symptom or what have you of this possession, because traditionally in a lot of it or in, I think it's with Aztec culture mm-hmm. i think it's uh-huh. uh oh, what's their name i'm i'm probably gonna say the wrong one i'm Quetzalcoatl is coming to mind but mm-hmm. there's one of them that they're like the the god or the goddess of or they present themselves as a, like a, a feathered serpent and so like, that, you're, uh-huh. you're you're right yes, there you go Kukulkan. sorry um Kukulkan. yeah so i'm like it's interesting to see here the, it does say Quetzalcoatl was a was in Nahuatl means precious serpent or Quetzal feathered serpent. So you were right. There you go. Yeah, right. Quetzalcoatl. It's that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but it's it's interesting to see that it's not it's being presented as an evil entity. Mm, yeah. In this one. It's the next day and Cristina looks through the bricks from the top where the snakes came in and she sees in like the bush outside the little boy that she saw earlier at the door. And she looks at him and waves and says, hey, what's up at the fr- in the bush? And he swiftly turns around and walks away. He's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> doesn't want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And Miranda comes into the room and she brings a gift for Cristina. Something to protect her 
that their abuelita made for each one of them to ward off evil spirits. You don't believe, but I do, which I think is a really important thing in this vibe. And in this little box that she brings for Cristina is the little cloth doll that the little girl at the top had. Miranda had saved it for her. And she asked Cristina again, why did you go to La Boca? You don't speak Spanish anymore. You don't believe in the culture or the traditions. I saw in your eyes when I told you not to go there that it was a cursed place and that people don't return from La Boca. Your eyes lit up when I said that. Hmm. And this is where I think is going to bring all this like uh, uh, drug addiction and and the and the demons together and darkness being able to take over more because you're vulnerable. But she says, when the thing that happened with your mother happened and you were taken away, Abuelita told me that there was a sadness in me Hmm. that for and for a time I could nurture it and feed it and give it what it needed. But then I'd have to starve it before it bore fruit, because that is what they feast upon. So she basically says, like, your addiction, your sad, whatever is it comes from sadness, from not being able to deal with whatever your life is. So you're like you're at your darkest, lowest place. You're bearing this fruit of darkness Mm -hmm. and so that's what these demons are searching for and want to feed from you so it makes sense that you were like thinking that that was all connected and i mean Mm -hmm. i guess i think you've established by now eileen that like the little girl from the beginning is a a, a, Cristina. Cristina, and so that is where this sadness was born in the presence of something demonic yeah you know and so it has mm-hmm. been with her since she was a small, like we're talking, this girl is what, eight? Younger? Around there? If that. A little girl. Yeah, she was little. And so it's been with her since then. Just mm. festering. Could that be then why she is so disconnected from her culture and her roots? Because demon, all, demons also, they prey on that, on your isolation. Yeah, sure. And so since her childhood, it's been working to separate her from her community, the people that would have her back, to leave her isolated for this Interest- moment. Totally. Definitely. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, guys, we're really smart. We're so smart. So Miranda says to Cristina, we found you before it could consume you. And Cristina asks, how did they find me? Pero before Miranda can answer, she looks down at Cristina's hands and she is squeezing the living shit out of that little protective doll that Miranda gave to her. And uh, and she's like, whoa, she like, let's go. She's surprised herself that she's squeezing it so hard. And Javi comes in with a glass of goat milk and it's time for the next brujeria session. Javi straps Cristina down on the cot. La bruja swings a little incense burner, repeating, Saca los demonios de aquí, incenso bendito. Saca los demonios de aquí, incenso bendito. And Miranda tells Cristina, This 
is a psychic surgery, which sounds intense. La Bruja waves her hands over Cristina's body. Demonio, sal de aquí. Esta no es tu casa. Este no es tu hogar. And she lifts Cristina's shirt and starts, like, digging into her abdomen and pulling at something. So she pulls out of Cristina. La Bruja pulls out of Cristina something that looks like a fucking black egg. It's yeah. un huevo. And she slices that thing open and it just like pours out coagulated blood, which is disgusting. Ugh. Yes. And she reaches into that coagulated blood and scoops something out of it and she puts it in a little cup and gives it a rinse and then in her hand in her palm we see and this is my question to y'all i'm gonna say the things i wrote and then you can tell me what you thought it was teeth beaks (laughs) something like teeth with eyes they had little jewels it seemed like on them like little ojitos but they were also teeth but they were so long and pointy that i'm like are they beak i could what what the hell is that i thought teeth initially like right away but also because i've heard stories (laughs) of people doing these kinds of rituals and trying to expel demons Uh or entities where the the afflicted ends up purging a, a bunch of different things. I've heard stories, firsthand accounts of people saying they saw this person puking up leeches, oh. that they pulled a snake oh. out of ah. them. And so like seeing or like teeth, like stuff like that. So in seeing this, I was like, that's teeth. Yeah. It did look like that or it was her twin. She oh had a twin God. that she consumed in, in the world. In my lamp. But the doctor found a spinal column and teeth. Yes. It was my twin. Uh, yes. uh, uh, malignant. It's also malignant. Um, Teratoma. Johnny, what did you think? Did you did you think it was anything besides teeth with eyes or jewels or? I uh I was I also was like beaks, little bird heads with eyes, algo así. Pero I'm pretty certain that these are jeweled teeth. Jewel. You're right, mm-hmm. because a little later. Little later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pero, mira, sorry, that's not it. Because La Bruja says, tenemos que hacer algo más profundo. Puta. Girl, we're going in deep. We're going deeper. And she shoves her whole goddamn hand inside of Cristina and just starts pulling out una culebra, una culebra. a worm, una, una, a tail. It was some sort of like long, horrible thing. And she is pulling like the force in which she's pulling this with so much so that she's like Javi vení para acá I need you to help Mm -hmm. me pull this thing out and they can't even do it it slides right back into her body Cristina is yelling screaming freaking out Miranda help me holy shit it is so nasty that thing ew the fact that it slithered back into her body where where (laughs) where did it go no where did it go that's horrifying (laughs) But <laughs> finally, we crossfade to what looked like the teeth that she pulled out of this egg in like a mouth form, which then transforms into the mouth shaped symbol on the wall mm. with the bloody handprint. We've done it. Ritual completed. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cristina vomits in a bucket and Miranda comes in. <laughs> 
Miranda feels bad. She's like, this sucks. Um, this sucks and i'm sorry you're going through it but you know you kind of have to because you have a demon in you honey and you're so brave you're so brave brave. do you want me to hold your hair back because i can (laughs) while you barf into the fucking bucket so miranda feels bad and christina definitely blames her for it and she was like it was you no one else would have found me at la boca And we see a very quick flash of Cristina lying unconscious on the ground of La Boca. And she says, you brought me to them, to the Bruja and to Javi. And Cristina suddenly lunges at Miranda, who, afraid, is like, okay, fuck you. And, like, leaves, locks Cristina back in. Which, of course, Cristina's, like, filled with rage now and needs to fucking release. So she runs back to her heroine. But, oh, honey, there's no more. You used it all up. So she is, like, trying to put powder on her teeth and her gums. When she hears a rustle behind her. And she turns to look. And in one of the little altars in her room, her little cloth protective doll is moving on its own. And she throws her glasses case at it and it falls to the ground. It's just a rat behind there being like, hello, I want to play with her. Cristina, desesperada, starts to cry. She's like, what the fuck, bro? And she sees the little rat come down from the altar and run across the room. Cuando splat, a claw from the dark pocket of terror corner absolutely obliterates this rat scared the shit out of me me too Mm -hmm. i screamed (laughs) christina also screams and she looks down at her hands and she is holding the smushed rat (gasps) in her hands so she's screaming and screaming y entra el javi and she points to the corner where the fucking claw exploded out of and how it Javi has a, a stick with some with some bells on it, and he speaks Nahuatl at the corner, saying, "This is a holy place. You are not welcome here." Cuando de repente esta perra de la Cristina stabs Javi in the neck with her heroin needles, that which is very unsanitary, and she starts to choke him with her fucking chains. He goes down. He passes out. She steals his keys and unlocks her own chains and puts them on poor Javi. She grabs his lantern and she heads on out of her cell. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Atkinson. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, everybody. Part two of this movie. So after she chokes out poor Javi... She tries to make her way out of... I call this place a cabin. She tries to make her way out of the cabin. So she finds her backpack, and as she's looking through it, something or someone walks behind her, but she doesn't notice. Mm -hmm. She finds her cell phone. It seems to be working. Great. So she rushes to the door. She opens the door. She's about to run outside, but when she tries to run out of the cabin, bam! She seems to, like, hit or is being held back by, like, an invisible barrier, a force field, if you will. Yeah. And she even, like, reaches her hand out and touches it. And you see, like, wah, 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 like, force field (laughs) energy (laughs) kind of shit. Wah, 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 wah. wah. And on the floor, (laughs) 
at like at like the door frame, she notices what looks at at least to me, it looked like a lot. Uh, well, that's interesting. That she, usually it's salt, but it looked yeah. it looked very fine to me. It looked like ash to me for some reason. Oh, can I give my professional opinion? Oh, oh my God, please! It's why we have you here as Puike Aurora's <laughs> resident bruja? <laughs> oh, we love it. I think that it's cascaras, eggshells. Oh, so in can the you practice, give us a reason? Yes, give mm-hmm. us so the in why. In the practice, especially with, I know this with Mexican brujeria, uh-huh. cascaras are usually used for uh, for barriers, for protection. You can infuse, they're very easy to infuse with uh, other herbs, spices, what have you, or oils. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, like, I'm not like a professional witch mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure but my I think what I remember is that you know it, there's this idea of like it, it it's a chicken egg and uh, you know with eggs typically sprouts life and so there's this like energy that is infused wow. into the cascara and so you can grind it up and it's a, a polvo it's a powder yeah. and so mm-hmm. when I saw it at first I was like oh salt because it that's that's the answer to everyone's demons in a movie that we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's really fine. And I was like, oh, no, but this bruja's Mex- she's Mexican. So yeah. I was like, that's got to be cascaras. Wow. Interesting. I and there love is so that. much of like limpia stuff we've with talked about eggs. in the past mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. eggs and their meaning with brujeria. So that makes a lot of sense. That's very cool. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that that's what that is. Um, and also, I didn't mention it in my notes, but <laughs> just a little bit later in this movie, you do you see Javi uh, with his like what do you call it mortar pestle Cosita? mortar and pestle like yeah. crushing up oh morcajete see. exactly like crushing up what could be shells with a bunch of different herbs so absolutely um that's what this is right here totally <laughs> so this you know polvo de, de huevo basically of shells cascara. de cascaras thank you is polvo de huevo, polvo de huevo. <laughs> sprinkle it on your breakfast everybody <laughs> this is like this is the force field she cannot pass this yeah and also when she touches this it seems to trigger like a reaction she starts to gag and she begins to barf a long strand of thick goopy dark hair which like she's vomiting it but she has to like pull it out of her throat it is so nasty Y de repente, but which uh-huh. which we saw in the notebook exactly when she mm-hmm. opened she, mm-hmm. it was that guy barfing something out it, it was yes. the hair it was horrible but also I couldn't help in the back of my head I could hear it totally party trick it really yes. is oh my God. look look how Guys, much goopy hair I can put pull your out of my throat down I'm about to pull because it was so much yeah so much yeah. I was like oh she's gonna pull a little like you know a hairball no it was no just the whole thing inches <laughs> bundles bundle bundelina que asco and then la bruja appears and she like reach now the the fucking hair vomit is like on the floor so she's like you know kind of poking at it she grabs some of the strands of hair she sniffs it and then she looks at Cristina (laughs) she looks at Cristina and she's like ¿Quieres leche? and I'd be like honey No, no, that is the last thing I I fucking want right now. 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> Pero, guacala. We cut to the kitchen table. And now, I'm going to say Cristina believes. Like, this is mm. it. She believes. Like, I mean, how can you not? How? You've pulled out a full person, like teeth from your body, mm-hmm. a full head of hair has fallen out of your face, bro. Yeah, like, you can't, you can't leave you, this space. Like there's a force field keeping you in here because you are demonically possessed. I love that because that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, totally. So Cristina says, it's still inside of me, isn't it? And then she says, ajúdame. Just then, Javi comes in, and, you know, they just had a pretty shitty scuffle, la Javi, or el Javi, la Cristina, and so the bruja whispers to him, I love this, she says, donde hay perdón, hay paz, where there is forgiveness, there is peace, and just, like, very gently to him, so sweet, and this is her son, this is la bruja's son, and I just, I love that, I thought it was so, so gentle and beautiful. This is totally. why I can't be a professional witch because I'm like, then I won't be at peace. <laughs> then I won't be at yeah, peace because no. I'm fucking her up. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a fight. It's on. <laughs> fight. It is on. Pero el Javi, he calmly sits down with Cristina. <laughs> Listens and, to his mom. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, mom. <laughs> and here, uh, Cristina discovers that Javi can understand her. He speaks English. So he pulls out a box of dominoes and they begin a game. And he tells Cristina, I always, I keep wanting to say ex-Tina because I wrote it down like Cristina Aguilera does just to like save space. <laughs> so he tells mm-hmm. ex-Tina. Of course. <laughs> that his father. Gonna get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Happy God. You 20th anniversary. the gay out of me. Right. It jumped out. <laughs> Happy 20th anniversary to the Stripped album, by the way. That is, that is, oh was, God. will always be my jam. All right. So El Javi is like, he tells Cristina his father died when he was 16. Something went wrong with an exorcism and it found his father. And his mother, La Bruja, couldn't get the demon out. So his father went to the river, swallowed stones, and was Uh, gone. That is horrible. And the amount of stones you have to swallow to like hold yourself down, that's a lot. Yeah. alone i think would fucking kill you just yeah. swallowing yeah. stones that's yes absolutely absolutely Mm-mm. Jeez. so cristina asks well what happens when your mom is gone will you take over and he says not my path the old ways die with her hmm, okay <gasps> and then cristina says well my mom was very sick and we didn't have money for her medicine but somehow we got a healer but it didn't work. So I was put into foster care, which again, another like just like little piece of the puzzle. puzzle yeah, we're like, that's tough. That's a tough life. La mama se muere and then she's put into foster care. It kind of explains like why she would have such hesitance toward like accepting a healer. You know what I mean? Because totally. she's like, you failed me before. You took my mother away from me. So, right. you know. I think an, a a pivotal plot device thing in there for our film. Yeah, for sure. I want to jump in and Please. talk about how, like, I think, so like I said, you know, I practice a bit. I have friends that are very practiced. They're very experienced. And, um, but we, I don't know if it's like a modern brujita kind of thing where like we still believe in like, or we believe in the incorporation of, 
medicine of like traditional, like go see a doctor with the practice. Mm. And one like one quick anecdote that I have is I remember I got very, very sick in 2014. So I actually I have HIV Mm -hmm. and (gasps) I uh, when I found out I I went too late to get tested. So by Mm -hmm. the time I found out, it had already progressed to AIDS. I was extremely sick. And well, I mean, of course, like we weren't really sure. We didn't know. And um, before we went to the hospital, before I collapsed at home and my mom drove me to the hospital. Oh, oh my God. Before that. Wow. Uh, sorry to drop the bombshell. No. But no. Please. Um, my goodness. But I. Thank you for uh, sharing with us. Yeah. We Thank appreciate you. it. I, uh, my mom and I, we actually went to the bruja that lived on the other side of our block. And mm-hmm. we were like, I'm very sick. He's very sick. We need help. What can we do? And so there's. I I went on to do a lot of work in HIV education and prevention. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, I've spoken very publicly about it for like many years. Um, And so when I talk to people about it and we talk about HIV prevention, especially in the Latinx community, I always Mm -hmm. make sure to mention you need to meet where you need to meet, of course, any community where they're at. But with Mm -hmm. Latinos, there's a very, we, a lot of us still hold on to our traditional beliefs and our traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. And that was a perfect example of it is we went to this woman first who tried to help us. And ultimately we ran out of time. We were like, no, this guy's passing out. No, we need to go to a doctor, doctor. Sure. And so it's yeah. like, it's very important to incorporate, <laughs> you know, it, there, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, infusing different practices ultimately. Sure. So. I mean, there's, there's so much, um, uh, I think in homeopathy, there's mm-hmm. such a strong connection of that to, I think like uh, uh, past medicine and how it's developed and i'm a huge believer of of incorporating organic real uh um from earth as medicinal purposes like mm-hmm. sure i'll chug a nyquil when i need to but like <laughs> i'm going to eat a lot of greenery and have like there's the stuff within our uh orbit of person in nature and uh that kind of stuff is also still really important we're still organic vessels of as a as a human person mm-hmm. and i think the other step of that is the spiritual part of it and where you like can bring all these three things together to get as close to uh uh something that can keep you healthy and moving about about your life and space and uh, if you don't incorporate that, I think you're missing out on a huge part of not only learning who you are, but what your body needs. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, it's so hard to listen to what your body needs because you're constantly telling it what it needs mm-hmm. rather than like, you tell me, sweet baby, like, yeah. how can I help you? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's... um it's important to just pay attention and also like whatever works, you know what I mean? It's, it's so easy to be judgmental, but like if it's working for you, then great. If it's not harming other people, then that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What you need to do. Mm -hmm. I must say, I just, I love that your mom 
was also yeah. on board to be like, we need to go see the Bruja right now. I love mm. that yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, and you clearly don't have to share if you don't want to, but do you still continue, like you, like you specifically said, I you go to the doctor, but do you use like more like, uh, I guess like brujeria rituals or any medicinal things to also keep you healthy? I definitely, I for sure, I, I follow a, a regimen that was prescribed by a doctor. I take my one pill a day. I'm undetectable. I'm healthy. I mean, I could be healthier in how I eat and maybe be, be more Honey, active. But same like, that's all of us, baby. That's typical, right? You know, I mm-hmm. live a that's very typical life. Yeah, I'm very fortunate and privileged to have access to to, to that medication that allows me mm-hmm. to live live my life the way that I do. Totally. The, the way that I pra- practice, it, it's more to address my. Uh, like my mental well-being, my mm. spiritual well-being to like kind of like a- attract and manifest um, and manipulate the universe around me <laughs> to sure. keep providing yeah. me the life that I that I desire and and uh, for protection as well. You know, this mm. world is very fucking scary and messed up. Mm. And so totally. I'm like, um, I need to ward the house. Let's put the seashells in the four corners. Let me light some incense. Let me get some agua florida. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's more for my own, like, spiritual and mental protection and well-being. But I leave the physical aspect to a medical professional. Science. Sure. To science, sure. yeah. I love that let's, so much. We all need to acknowledge science. Yes. It's out there. It's real. Yes. We need to listen yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Our world is falling apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helps us, keeps us healthy. And I, I, I just, one last thing to add on to that for, again, thank you so much for sharing that, but I love yes. just like, I feel like reconnecting to, I will use brujeria for like a lack of a better word. Um, but I will use that word also specifically because I feel like a lot of people would put a negative connotation to that word, which I don't think it deserves, but I I love Mm -hmm. deepening the connection to that because I think that takes us even deeper than like Latinidad, if you will. And it's like, that is like going into like shit that was here before we were all fucking colonized like getting like more mm-hmm. into that which i just love so much and i think it's it's the kind of thing we were mentioning before where it's like we need to do it respectfully because we are so removed from it but i love that exploration and i find that that is happening a lot more now and mm-hmm. i'm just like yes do it respectfully Let's go. Love that. Yeah. Uh, yes. You could say, you could say it, it brings us back yeah. to the old ways. Speaking of the old ways, <laughs> let's continue to talk about this movie. So we cut to Christina, like cleaning her room. And just by the way, now the door is open. No more yeah. locks. None of that. The door is open. So she puts the little doll into its nook. She throws her drug kit away, which is Mm. a big step. And she begins to read through the books that were given to her using the Spanish-English dictionary. So she sees, like, this figure of what she calls the broken man. And she's like, oh, that's what's on the wall over there, the broken man. Uh, La Bruja drew that on the wall or painted that on the wall. And also in this like ritual book, she finds a drawing of Posteki, the god, lies, the death god of broken things, which fills you with darkness and feeds on pain. 
Uy. And then she also finds a drawing of La Boca, which is that cave, and it looks like fucking teeth, just like Eileen mentioned. And by the drawing, it says, broken souls returning to be consumed. Okay? Mm. So Cristina shows Javi and La Bruja a drawing from the book of the broken man, which seems to be a ritual. And, cri- cri- and Cristina says, That was my brother's nickname as a kid. El cri cri. Okay. <laughs> la Cristina says, If we bring it out, we can destroy it. Cool. So we cut to La Miranda. She's filming Cristina. And at first, like, Cristina's very, like, reporter, like, whatever. But then she kind of is like, okay, no, let me be real here. So she sits down and into the camera, Cristina confesses, my name is Cristina Lopez. I came to this place to die. I chose to go to a place where no one would find me a place where I could die in the darkness. I wouldn't be here except that there are people in this world who see someone in pain and don't turn away in disgust. So this is like a huge turning point, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's admitting to us that she came here to commit suicide. This is what was happening. Mm -hmm. Before with La Miranda, she was like, you fucking brought me here. You did this, whatever, whatever, whatever. You brought me to these people. But now she's like basically thanking her for saving her life. You know? So the belief is there. Now she's like, okay, I'm all in. Let's fucking get this shit out of me. So the ritual begins. Cristina here asks La Bruja what, what her name is. And she says, Luz, and I will not lie to you. I teared up a little bit (laughs) (laughs) because my mom's name is Marta Luz. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." mom, oh my God. So her name is Luz. Your witchy mom My witchy mom. I love, like right right now, like my heart is tingling. I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) Luz. But also this, she's, she has, it's a very tender, quiet moment between Mm. these two women where she's like, for the first time or in a while, Christina is in a fucking shitty asshole. And she's like, by the way, thank you. Yes. And what's your name? And, and La Bruja has this, she's her grandma. She's the matriarch. She's the, the protector and she's gentle and sweet with her, which is a lovely, yeah. it's a lovely moment between the two of them. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like butting heads anymore. It's uh-huh. like, okay, mm-hmm. let's do this. We're like, welcome yes. now. Yeah. So El Javi plays some tribal music recordings. Luz dips her fingers in like a little pot of burning ash and she puts this burning ash on Cristina's throat which seems to like burn it hurts her burn. Mm-hmm. Luz begins the ritual and this is mostly I would say all mostly if not all in Nahuatl so See. La Luz she fucking claps and bam Cristina is coughing she's all fucked up Miranda and Javi hold Cristina down and with what I'm gonna call like a strap together triangle sure yeah. Sure. Luz hammers nails into each end of the triangle, basically like crucifying Cristina to the floor. Mm-hmm. Luz then blows into a little animal skull carving, which whistles. And I had I watched this with subtitles. Did it say death whistle for you? Death whistle. Death whistle. Well, that's, mm-hmm. It's 
it's a thing. Yeah. Death whistles a, are a thing. So she blows into a death whistle and it fucking like <laughs> whistles death. It's screeching. And each time it whistles death, it whistles death, just whistling away. And each time Luz blows into the death whistle, Cristina is like going on full exorcist. She's like bending. She's snapped. Crackle popping. She's all over the place. <laughs> Not doing the bend and snap. <laughs> bend and snap. <laughs> it works every time. Where's the UPS oh, guy man. coming in? <laughs> Hi, I have a delivery for uh, Doña Luz. Oh, I've come at a wrong time. <laughs> uh, la Doña Luz. Híjole. Okay. And then finally, <laughs> boom. Cristina has a vision. She's in the jungle in front of La Boca, that horrible cave. Actually, it's beautiful. It's just scary. And she hears Luce's voice say, Vas a ver, you will see. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. So Cristina walks into the cave as a swarm of bats fly out. And with a flashlight, she's walking deeper and deeper into the dark cave. And she finds the post-it note that she put on the little fish bowl that says, Don't let me die. And with her back to us, Cristina hears her mom's voice say, no tengas miedo. I assume it was her not her mom's voice, which That's means, what she says at the top, too. So yes, that makes right, sense. right, right. And so no tengas miedo means don't be afraid. And when she turns around, bam, holy shit. It's like a flashback within a flashback. We're at the top of the movie. And we see the mom's like demon infested face lunging at Cristina as a little girl. And I shrieked. This scared Mm -hmm. the fucking shit out of me. This scared the shit out of me. Totally. Same, same. We're at the top of the movie. The mom scratches little Cristina's arm and little Cristina drops that doll that we saw just like at the top of the movie. Her protector. Mm-hmm. The protective doll. Another yeah. reason why she probably got yeah. enveloped by a demon. Yeah, mm-hmm. lost the protection. And outside this little hut where, you know, this exorcism is happening and la mama is all demon possessed, we see that little boy watching, like watching from the outside what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. But then we're back in the cave in La Boca in this first vision within a vision, and Cristina sees the little boy in the cave. So she follows him. And then deeper in the cave, she finds herself either dead or passed out and close to death on the cave floor. She turns around and then the demon pops out at her, attacks her, scratching her face. And then finally she wakes up in real time, like we're back in real time. And the side of her face is fucked, like bloody, scratched, fucked up. One giant scratch right down the middle of the eye. Mm -hmm. Awful. And so, which means that that so that vision was visiony enough and real enough to hurt her. So she was a she like that demon came out and lunged and attacked and fucked her eyeball. Yeah, it's very Nightmare Mm -hmm. on Elm Street, where it's like what happens Mm -hmm. in the vision, what happens in the dream world happens in real life. You know, right. Mm And so Cristina's like freaking out. She's covering her bloody face, her bloody eye. And she says, I saw it. And then she also mentions that she saw the boy. But everybody's like, okay, like what's she talking about? The boy. And then there's like a low hissing noise. And Cristina looks toward the door of her, her room. And at the door, we see this little boy. But he's 
poseído, like he's hissing, his mouth is full of jeweled demon teeth. And Same teeth that were right. inside of her. Mm -hmm. In that little horrible black egg coagulated blood sack. And the boy runs away, the door slams shut. Now, can we talk about this now? Who is this boy? He's the one of the demons. So he's a demon. That's just guy. what that's what he is. This little boy is just like this is just a demon. I, he's just I a little evil guy. Just a little <laughs> evil dude. So his mouth was basically the same mouth that the mom had when the mom freaks out. Yes. Like she has those pointy demon teeth too. So I think this little boy is the demon trying to like disguise himself as something nice till he could lure uh, la, oh. la Cristina towards him. So now that he is weaker because she's gone through a few, a handful of rituals, now we're seeing that's not a little boy, that's a demon with crazy jeweled teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they say that in a lot of like paranormal investigation like shows and stuff is that demons oftentimes will present themselves as children because, mm -hmm. you know, children are innocent and they're unassuming and you're like, you want to help a child. You're like, oh, this poor spirit is lost. And then they get you. And then they say, yoink. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> because I'm going to say, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the last moment this little boy appears. And I was like, ¿Y el niño? Where'd he go? <laughs> What's happening? I was, I'm not going to lie. Where are parents? Where are your Where parents? Where are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying. I could not do this without you both. All right. So demon boy runs away. The door slams shut. They're all like looking around the room, freaked out. This really freaked me out. Miranda sees like a hand pull away from underneath the bed. Ooh, I did not mm -hmm. like the hand under mm -hmm. the bed. So mm -hmm. they move no. the bed, pero no hay nada. Everybody's freaking out. The man tries the door. It won't open. And then a demonic wind. We'll say that's what it is. A demonic wind starts to yes. fill the space. Y de repente, a smoke monster starts to emanate. Smoke monster. Yep, it's a fucking smoke monster. It starts to emanate from some candles, and it fully begins to attack Cristina. And then, bam, motherfucking Lou slams her staff down over and over, screaming in Nahuatl. You shall not pass. Oh, my God. Basically. <laughs> I mean, basically. She's Gandalfing the shit out might of Might as well mm -hmm. have said, you shall not pass. But she's like, demon be gone. Demon out. And then we notice that, like, Luce's hand on her fucking Gandalf staff starts to, like, burn and smoke. There's a reaction happening. And she seems exhausted now, La Luce. She, she seems exhausted. Mm -hmm. So she turns back to look at Javi, her son, and they share a knowing look. Like, something's mm. about to happen. So she turns back toward the demon smoke monster, and all of a sudden, a heart materializes out of thin air in front of her. Y la luz, she fucking reaches out, she grabs it, and she screams in Nahuatl, with this last bit of strength, with this faith, I cast you out, and boom, there's an explosion. And we get this really cool aerial shot of the cabin in the jungle. It's almost like a little, like, atom bomb went off. It's like, poof surrounding the ripples cabin. through the jungle yes 
And I just want to say, uh, definitely, if, when that happened, when she reached into his heart, I yelled, fatality! Oh, my because God. Because <laughs> I am a demon from hell. <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> so it's the next morning, and Cristina opens the door of the cabin, and she's got a bandage, like, over her eye right now. Kind of like pirate look, you know what I mean? Kind of like mm-hmm. one eye look. And under a pretty cover of La Llorona, Cristina is final, finally able to touch the, uh, the crushed shell at the door frame. So it seems... Polvo de huevo. El polvo de huevo. <laughs> so it seems like the possession is over. Seems like we're okay. Mm. But we still got fucking 20 minutes of this movie left, so, you know, let's... Uh, I also was... <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, oh, word, this is it. And then I moved my mouse, and, like, and I was like, oh, nope. no. No, no, no. That's a... Uh, that's a, that's what they'd like you to think, pero no. So we fade to a shot of Luz, who is now dead. Which honestly, I was like, well, that sucks. And Javi is doing what I'll call like the last rites on her, and he says, "Lo de antes se acaba contigo." The old ways end with you, basically. Mm. And Cristina is watching this and she says, I wish I was a better person for her sacrifice. And Javi responds, do not wish to be better, just be. Which I was like, mm-hmm. fucking okay. Javi the therapist. I loved this yeah. simple Honestly. little line. So, so lovely. Yeah. And so they bury loose in the jungle. And that's it for Javi. He's gone. Right? Peace. Like he meant it. Safe he way. meant it. That's it. He's like, not he my said, path. It's it's not my path. I'm he out. said, I'm I'm here to help my mom until she's done, and then I'm outie. 5, You're 000. so right. You're. So, I was just like, ¿Y el Javi dónde está? No, se fue. What do we think he went on to do? I think he opened a bed and breakfast. Absolutely. Yes. Out here in this gorgeous jungle, for sure. So much goat's milk. He's totally has <laughs> artisanal that, goat cheese. He, yes, yes. He's making either goat cheese or he's got a, or both an Airbnb or a, or a bed and breakfast that he sells on a goat cheese on the side. And they do goat yoga. Oh. Of course. Oh, my God. Because where are you going to get the goat's milk from? Let's go. Americans come flocking. Yeah. (laughs) All the soaps have goat's milk in them. So hydrating. So good for the skin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Except for that one goat. His name is Black Phillip. He's Uh, weird. (laughs) Yeah. He's got to be kept away from the rest of the goats. Watch out for him. He keeps talking to us. I don't like what he's got to (laughs) say. Dost thou All like right. the taste of butter? <laughs> <laughs> We're in the kitchen and Cristina and Miranda are having a talk. And Miranda is very like delicately trying to get Cristina to stay. She's like, maybe this is where you belong. You know, could be, maybe. But Cristina's cell phone rings. It's Carson. So Cristina goes outside to take his call. And now alone in the kitchen... Miranda's wound seems to be bothering her. So she takes off her bandage. This is where Cristina scratched her. And the scratches are infected. Y de repente she starts to hear like some spooky whispering all around her. We're outside and on the phone, Cristina is telling Carson, don't come looking for me. Just go to the village and I'll find you. So it seems that Carson has come to Mexico. He's here in Mexico. After Cristina hangs up, she goes back inside and she finds Miranda in her room. And Miranda says, leave. 
You have no reason to stay here. You don't belong here, which doesn't really sound like Miranda. Yeah. You know? A little, mm-hmm. little fishy. After so much. Uh, like, she literally hey, was just like, good. you belong here. You know, yeah. I miss mm-hmm. you. And now you don't? Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? So Cristina comes closer and she notices that Miranda is like tearing up that little doll gift that she gave her. And Cristina looks very closely into Miranda's eyes. And part of Miranda's, I believe the part of the eye is called the iris. It seems to kind of like flicker. It looked to me like a teeny wave of blood, just like out the side of the eye. And so Cristina's like, oh shit, Luz didn't destroy it. It got out and it's inside you. And Miranda's all like, what are you talking about? You're scaring me. I don't feel anything. I feel, and Cristina finishes her sentence, empty. I loved that. I mm-hmm. felt that. I was like, ooh, <laughs> empty. That's fucked. Yeah. yeah. And so Miranda says, okay, well, you can get rid of it. You faced it. Like, you read the books. Please help me. For God's sake, please fucking help I mean, me. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Because, like... <laughs> Listen, if I went to go get my gallbladder taken out, I wouldn't be like, well, now I know how to remove gallbladders. (laughs) Like, that's not how it works. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Pero just then, Cristina sees somebody walking by outside the bedroom. So she follows. And in the hall, she sees muddy footprints, which she follows, and she finds Luz. And we get this really, really cool shot where Cristina walks into the room, but her body is like in front of Luz. And when the camera pans away, Luz is gone. I loved this mm. shot. So Luz has, has led Cristina to a little, what I'll call like a safe, which opens on its own. And inside of all are all of Luz's ritual trinkets for the exorcism. And Cristina says, Es la hora. <laughs> Just like that, too. I'm not making fun. She says, Es la hora. Which again, the the Nosabo kids get to be this way too. Yes. They get to be witchy and Es la hora as well. I really liked this actually that she Mm -hmm. said this with this accent because I was just like, just because you speak Spanish that way does not mean you cannot reconnect with your roots. Absolutely. And she says it with commitment, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's so much shit attached to, like... I mean, especially... I'm sure every one of us has some sort of moment or knows somebody who has had to, like, feel shame and embarrassed at their lack of knowledge. This podcast alone, like, Johnny and I are often so self-conscious of, like... Okay, we have a podcast that's called like just saying Latinx nowadays. It's like people are like, "Hey, por qué me están hablando oh, así?" And it's my. always Latinos that are saying it, like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. Latinx, whatever." It's like hey, we're just trying to be inclusive. We're just doing our best to speak the Spanish we know. We're just trying to be connected to our roots, and and a lot of times the stuff that comes back to us or people that have this no sabo life or whatever, it's such judgment and it's Mm -hmm. so it's so hard to like break away from that and still want to stay included to it like 
Don't yeah. shut me out. I'm doing my best, bro. Yeah. I, I poke and I giggle at it, but I only do that because I feel like I am one of those people. Like I am mm-hmm. bocho. My like I have my no sabo moments very often. Uh, Ooh, like same here. So yeah, no, I definitely a hundred percent agree that agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's very cool to see her use her accented Spanish to be like. And and I'm welcoming it. This is the moment where I become this next person, and she is as Latina as she can be. So one hundred percent, everyone can suck it. This is a reclaiming of like herself, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yes. I, I I loved the choice of her saying es la hora instead of like es la hora. You know what I mean? See. So no shame, everybody. Speak with your yeah, you're, you your can fucking do accents. You want. We believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we see Cristina unpacking her bag of modern things like her camera and tripod, and she replaces them with old ways, things like the ritual books, which I thought was such a lovely, lovely detail. Just like out with the new, in with the old, which yeah. fucking love. love Cristina that. puts on the, the, uh, the, the face paint that Luz wore for the ritual. She grabs a big ass like machete like knife thing, this big ass knife. And finally, the ritual begins. We're in Cristina's room. And just like Luz did, Cristina reaches her fingers into a little pot of burning ash. And just like Luz, she reaches out to touch it to Miranda's neck. And as soon as she touches it to Miranda's neck, Miranda's freaking out. And she fully attacks Cristina Cristina throws her off. She grabs the triangle crucifixion thing and she nails a hammer into one end, pinning Miranda to the floor. Y la Cristina grabs the ritual book and she begins the ritual in Nahuatl, which I was like, oh, okay, girl. Right. Yeah. We were doing this. Those TLs are hard. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Dude. One of the lines that she said here that I loved was uh, fire wash the soul. Oof. love that fire wash that soul so this is going on the ritual is happening pero then Miranda seems to kind of like snap out of it and she says to Cristina you're hurting me but Cristina continues she's like to the ground you are trapped and she hammers another nail into the triangle thing slamming down Miranda's other hand and now Miranda again yoga Back bends. Her legs are fucking floating in the snap, air. Snap, crackle, pop. Snap, fucking bend and snap. Pero las piernas en el aire. Arriba. Like she's yeah. floating. That gave me chills. Yeah, that was, that was creepy. Was like, <laughs> so Bro. creepy because your hand, her hands are still nailed to the ground. So it's just like, yeah. Rah! Oh, and you know what? If she's being crucified, that means that when she's lifted, it's an upside down cross. Uh-huh. Totally. The oh devil, el yeah. demonio. Yeah. So as <laughs> Cristina is about to hammer in the final nail into the triangle, Miranda pleads, please stop. So Cristina stops. And she says, you want me to hurt her. You need me to hurt her. So she puts down the ritual book and the hammer. And at the same time, Miranda's legs start floating down to the floor. And we see the nails pop out of the triangle, which I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. 
Miranda sits up and with her back to Cristina, she giggles what I will say was a very silly demonic giggle. Like the, this, this actress is so pretty that to see very her pretty. be like, I'm a demon. I was like, I don't quite buy it, but like, you're just too pretty. You know what I mean? But still like, yeah. you, you did a good job, but I was like, okay. All right, and, demon. <laughs> all right, demon. And in a demon voice, Miranda says again in Nahuatl, she must be broken. She cannot be saved, only sacrificed. Y la Cristina says to Miranda, listen to me. It can't live inside you. It's starving. And then she like very softly touches Miranda's face. They're now face to face. She looks into Miranda's eye. Again, we see that little like demon flicker. And mm. Cristina says to her, I see you. And then Miranda shrieks a demon shriek right into Cristina's face. A little puff of smoke comes out of her mouth. Miranda coughs a couple of times. The smoke seems to go back into the earth. And that's it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was easy. Like, I didn't take I also too much. said that. I was like, All oh, right. oh, that's, that's it? That's all okay. it took to get Goodbye. that thing out of you? <laughs> cool. A little anticlimactic, but it's cool. So they embrace... Miranda's back, but then they start to hear, like, again, a demonic wind. The candles in the room blow out, and now in the dark, Cristina sees something to begin to appear in what I call the demon corner of the room, that fucking pocket of terror, demon corner. Demon corner. And she says, it's here. Osteki, basaber. And then... Cristina takes off her eye bandage, and we see that her eye that was slashed is now milky white, just like Luce's, which I thought was a, a nice touch. She's a bruja now. She's a fucking bruja. Y la Miranda is about to say, like, can you see something back there? When, bam, that demon bursts out of the darkness. It grabs Miranda, pulling, who, pulling her through the door away from Cristina. So Cristina runs following them she blows into that little weird demon whistle thing which scares death the demon whistle. the death whistle and it scares the demon off miranda so cristina grabs miranda they're about to run away pero la cristina hesitates she turns back and she says it'll find us and at this point we get a shot of the demon like lurking in the darkness and it's horrible horrible mm -hmm. like yeah. red-faced horrible, horrible. horrible. <laughs> y la Cristina walks toward the demon She pulls out her knife machete thing Which she drops to the floor And I was like what the fuck are you doing girl Girl We see the, the demon crawling toward her on all fours And it, it has that like dark hair that she vomited before mm. But it again like it has that red face that I mentioned But it also seems to have like something on its back like there's something else on top of it. I couldn't quite make it out. A hump. A hump. Finally. <laughs> a lovely lady hump. <laughs> <laughs> my lovely lady yes. lumps. Oh mm -hmm. my God. Oh my gosh. We're just taking you back in this episode. Yeah. All the hits from the 90s and 2000s. It's not called the old ways for nothing. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> now that's what I call the old ways. <laughs> Volume 18. Volume so, 666. Uh, yes! That's it. That's, that's the one. it. That's the one. 
So finally, the demon stands on two legs. And so a lot so far has been like practical effects, which I'll say have been very, very cool. But this is CGI. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not great. So at least not to me. So the demon has no. a, a, a red painted face or like a red face with uh, white painted streaks. But we do notice that it's got jeweled sharp teeth, which we've been seeing throughout this whole movie. La Cristina falls to her knees in front of the demon as this as it's like standing above her. And she says, this is why you brought me here. I'm not what you made me. And now, okay, this this goes way back, I think. We're talking here mother exorcism when she was scratched, when she was a little kid, she dropped that thing. I think this is what you were talking about, Adrian, where it's like the sadness got her then. It had been Mm -hmm. infecting her this whole time. It showed up as addiction, but basically... This demon, this sadness, this this like god of death and broken things, it is what has brought her back here. It's what led her to the cave. Because yeah. remember in the book, it said like the cave is where people like broken people go. So yeah. that's, I think, what she's saying here. Like you, you led me here to where I am. You did all the things in my life. You did those things to me, which is like an interesting thing to say about addiction. I would say like, I was like, Hmm, way to like, not kind of take responsibility for it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I was like, okay, all right. Interesting take on addiction. Sure. Anyway, so the demon shrieks, it's about to attack and, Fucking Cristina plunges her hand into the demon's chest and she says, I'm a motherfucking bruja. <laughs> and Kesha's I'm a mother plays. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh like, my God. it's cheesy, but it's also wonderful at the same time. You know, like yeah. I'm a motherfucking bruja. Like I was like, okay. So yeah. she screams this. She pulls out the demon's heart. She like just fucking tosses it behind her. The demon falls on top of her. It's like bleeding guts and goop all over her. And meanwhile, Miranda's still here. She's watching all of this. So she grabs the knife that Cristina dropped and she stabs the demon heart. So the demon bursts into flame and puffs away. So together, Cristina and Miranda vanquish the demon, which I thought was lovely that it was the two of them together. Cut to the next day, a few days later, we see Cristina by Luz's grave, which has ofrendas all over it. And she puts down the little doll as an ofrenda. And I, <laughs> we get a shot of La Miranda nearby, like feeding a goat. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is cheesy. But you got to have that goat's milk, you know, got to you keep your goats healthy. Goat yep. mm-hmm. You got to keep them healthy. Just then they hear a pickup truck beep beeping, showing up. Somebody has arrived. Back in the house, we hear in Spanish somebody say that uh, we found an American at La Boca. So in Cristina's room, where she was once held captive, we see a man on the bed with a bag over his head. Miranda goes in, pulls off the bag. It's Carson. And Carson is all like, I don't know what this is about. I can pay you. But then Cristina walks in and she is in like full ritual gear. Like she looks like loose now. And Carson is like, boop, he shuts up. 
Mm-hmm. Now alone with Carson, Cristina sits in front of him, so they're face to face. She gently grabs his face and looking deep into his, she looks, she looks, hold on. This is always what happens. <laughs> We're like four seconds from the end and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so now alone with Carson, Cristina sits in front of him, so they're face to face. She grabs his face and looking deep into his eyes, bam, she sees that little demon flicker. And she says to him, Carson, you have a demon inside of you. I have to warn you, we're not good at this, but we're going to get better. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is just, oh, I, dude. I loved that. I was like, you know what? You Honesty. wouldn't be good at this. No. I'm new. I'm new to this You're, fucking. I'm a fresh baby. I'm a fresh mm-hmm. bruja, but, you know, we're, we're going to make this work. We're going to make it work. And so Carson is looking at her like, oh, honey, you're nuts. And he says to her, I brought you what you need. It's in my bag. Oh, did he fucking bring her drugs? Yes, he did. Enabler. Enabler. I couldn't believe this. Yeah. Pero la Cristina, she says, no, I don't think we're going to do that. And then just like Luz did, behind Carson in the darkness, la Cristina looks off to the side and we can like barely see what I will call like an antler demon with yellowish, orangish eyes just lurking in the dark. Miranda appears in the doorway with that fucking uh, gas jug of milk. And Cristina gets up in Carson's face and she says, how about we get you some milk? Bam! That demon pops out at us for one final scare. Fin de la película. (laughs) Yeah! We did it! All right. We did! I'm a motherfucking woman. I'm a motherfucking motherfucking bruja. Yeah. That's it. All right. Let's get into some trivia. All right. So my trivia, I got a little bit of everything. But first, I was like, we haven't talked about this on Uyqyoror yet. So let's discover a little bit about Nahuatl. Uh, So good old Wikipedia says Nahuatl is a language or by some definitions, a group of languages of the Uto-Aztecan language family. Varieties of Nahuatl are spoken by about 1.7 million Nahuatl peoples, most of whom live mainly in central Mexico and have smaller populations in the United States. Nahuatl has been spoken spoken in central Mexico since at least the 7th century CE. What's CE? There's AD, there's BC, CE? Crustacean era? Common era. Common era. The fuck does that mean, though? Crustacean Crustacean era. era. That's not an era. Crustacean (laughs) era. I think crustacean, it's when we were all shrimp. That's Uh the the time. (laughs) So, um... It was the language of the Aztec slash Mexica, Mexica, I think, Mexica, who d- dominated what is now central Mexico during the late post-classic period of Mesoamerican history. During the centuries preceding the Spanish and Tlaxacalan conquest of the Aztec Empire, the Aztecs had expanded to incorporate a large a large part of central Mexico. Their influence caused the variety of Nahuatl spoken by the residents of Tenochtitlan to become a prestige language in Mesoamerica. 
After the conquest, when Spanish colonists and missionaries introduced the Latin alphabet, Nahuatl also became a literary language. So because we learned how to use A, B, C, D, E, it was able to be documented, basically. Mm -hmm. Many chronicles, grammars, works of poetry, administrative documents, and codices were written in it during the 16th and 17th century. This early literary language based on the Tenochtitlan variety has been labeled classical Nahuatl. It is among the most studied and the best documented languages of the Americas, which is very cool. Today, Nahuan languages are spoken in scattered communities, mostly in rural areas throughout central Mexico and along the coastline. There are considerable differences among varieties, and some are not mutually intelligible. Huasteca Nahuatl, with over one million speakers, is the most spoken variety. And all varieties have been subject to varying degrees of influence from Spanish. No modern Nahuan languages are identical to classical Nahuatl, but those spoken in and around the Valley of Mexico are generally more closely related to it than those on the periphery. So that's pretty cool that, like, not one Nahuatl language is the same. That's yeah, there's all the dialects. Exactly. Under Mexico's general law of linguistic rights of the, indig- of the indigenous peoples promulgated in 2003, Nahuatl and the other 63 indigenous languages of Mexico are recognized as lenguas nacionales or national languages. Very cool. Through a very long period of development alongside other indigenous Mesoamerican languages, they have absorbed many in- many influences coming to form part of the Mesoamerican language area. Many words from Nahuatl were absorbed into Spanish and from there were diffused into hundreds of other languages in the region. Most of these loan words denote things indigenous to central Mexico, which the Spanish heard mentioned for the first time by their Nahuatl names. English has also absorbed some of these Nahuatl words, including, here are some fun Nahuatl words for all of us to know, avocado, chayote, chili, chipotle, chocolate, chocolate, (laughs) atlatl, coyote, peyote, peyote, asholotl, and tomato. Tomato? (laughs) Yeah. Did not see that one coming. Interesante. So I found this article on um, denofgeek.com talking about this film. And uh, it basically talks about how Posteki isn't a real deity. So where did this all come from and what's the deal? So Posteki isn't a real deity from Aztec mythology. In the Nahuatl language spoken by Luz in the film and the other indigenous peoples descended from Aztecs, Posteki means broken or to break, which could be how director Christopher Allender Allender, uh, and, and writer Marcos Gabriel came up with the name for the demon. That said... Posteki could be inspired by the real Aztec deities like Mitlantecutli, the Aztec god of the dead, who was depicted as a tall, 
bloody skeleton with sharp teeth and a necklace made of human eyeballs. Dope. Although the description isn't a perfect match with what we see on screen. Now, very quickly, just to end my trivia, I wanted to talk about Mictlantecutli, this god of death in Aztec mythology. Uh, and Wikipedia says he is the god of the dead and the king of Mictlan, uh, which is the lowest and northernmost section of the underworld. The lowest and northernmost. That sounds wild. How do we do that? But okay. all turned around. Maybe that's maybe that makes sense though. Like everything should be turned around, like upside, upside down. down. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, or sure. Does it go like diagonal? Like there's still polarity, so it's low, but yeah, it's yeah, at yeah. the north point. Good Let's call. go. Let's go see. We'll we'll, we'll, have, we'll check it out. Too, we'll find well. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll let you guys know, listeners. Uh, <laughs> he is one of the principal gods of the Aztecs and is the most prominent of several gods and goddesses of death and the underworld. The worship of Mictlantecutli sometimes involves ritual cannibalism with human flesh being consumed in and around the temple. Other names given to Mictlantecutli include Ixputztec, which means broken face. That makes sense. Nextepehua, scatterer of ashes. And Sontemoc, he who lowers his head. Two life-size clay statues of Mictlantecutli were found marking the entrances to the House of Eagles to the north of the great temple of Tenochtitlan. Very cool. Mictlantecutli was considered six feet tall and was depicted as a blood-spattered skeleton, as we said earlier, or a person wearing a toothy skull. Although his head was typically a skull, his eye sockets did contain eyeballs. His headdress was shown decorated with owl feathers and paper banners, and he wore a necklace of human eyeballs, while his ear spools were made from human bones. In Aztec mythology, after Quetzalcoatl and Tezcatlipoca created the world, they put their creation in order and placed Mikla. Tecutli and his wife Mictecasiwatl in the underworld. <laughs> when a person died, they were interred with grave goods, which they carried with them on the long and dangerous journey to the underworld. And upon arrival in Mictlan, these goods were offered to Mictlantecutli and his wife. Mm. And that's the end of my trivia. Round of applause it. for Eileen. You hit those T's and L's. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. you what beautiful through. words. Yeah. I tlit-tlit-tlit t- my way all around there. <laughs> yeah, you did it. <laughs> um, Aiden, do you want to go? Do you have some trivia for us today? I don't. I feel like I sprinkled it all into the episode. You really did. You, nailed, you did. Yes, you did. Sharing and my, we appreciate that. Great. <laughs> yes. All right. So this is my trivia today. Let's talk about goat's milk, everybody. Goat's milk. There's Finally, an airplane we have some by. answers. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I don't have answers for you, oh, but I will God. give you this thing. Because <laughs> I was like, it. anyway, I found this from, from WebMD.com. It says here. 
Goat milk is one of the most commonly consumed types of dairy in the world. In fact, nearly three quarters of the world's population consumes goat milk. This is partially due to the ease of keeping goats as opposed to cows in developing countries where goat milk is an important source of calories, protein, and fats. Interesting. In many countries, people express a preference for goat milk over cow milk. Goat milk is thicker and creamier than cow milk or plant milks. And goat milk has more... Did somebody go... Did somebody no. No. <laughs> no. It was a demon. Um, no ghost. Honestly, I think that sounds delicious. Like thicker and creamier. I'm like, that sounds really, yeah. really lovely to me. Um, so goat's milk has more nutrients that may offer health benefits. Health benefits like what, you might ask? I will tell you. We are asking. It is easier to digest. There is less risk of milk allergy, and it's better for heart health. Now, I saw this, and I was like, I don't want to know this. Tell me about, like, how it's used in rituals and stuff like that. Right, right. I couldn't find any... The only thing I could find was an article about, like, African practices where they would mix goat's milk with cow's blood and drink that for protection. But I was like... Oh. I mean, I was like, that's not exactly what we're talking about in our film. So, but I couldn't, I couldn't find anything specifically really related to like why for an exorcism or like in a Nahuatl uh, ritual, yeah. why you would use it. So, if anybody knows, please do let us know. Would love yeah. to. Know. What if <laughs> any food Javi, scientists? Yes, food science. Javi is just like I have so much goat milk. I just need to get rid of some of it. <laughs> and everybody's like, please. The fridge is full. I just, um, mom, I know that you need to exercise this woman right now. Do you mind if I chuck a full gas tank worth <laughs> of goat milk on top of her? That really makes me think about the food science. I'm like, what kind of like enzymes or hormones or like what sure. reaction is happening? Because when I I saw something recently, it was like an article or something that was talking about how in, I know in Mexico City, they use bolillos, the bread, uh, uh-huh. para susto. And growing Ooh. up, my mom would use sugar and water. That's That was our like little remedy. And in Mexico City, mm-hmm. they do the bread. But the article that I saw, it said that the food science behind it, like because of like the glucose in the bread and like the, I don't know what else, I can't remember what, what it was saying, but basically the reaction that it has on our on our bodies, like it lowers like our basically like our your blood pressure and like it kind of like evens out your heart rate. And so that brings you down from that adrenaline of like fear. I mean, think about <laughs> not to be super cheesy, steel magnolias when fucking Julia Roberts is having a diabetic attack oh. and they're like, give her work, Shelby, her juice. Drink your juice, <laughs> Drink Shelby. Your juice, Shelby. <laughs> you know what this made me think of? It's not quite what? the same, pero te acu- remember. Remember, I want to say el espinazo de la, del doctor Morales. Del no, no, no. La seño, la, eh, el esqueleto, el esqueleto de, la de la señora Morales, Morales which is a, an incredible Mexican film. Remember the drink? Milk, huevo, and milk brandy. and sugar. Like sugar, yeah. sugar, sugar. Anyway, so that's what it made me think of. So unfortunately, I couldn't find like specifically why. I did find mm-hmm. an article that was like talking about this movie and it was like the goat's milk is bringing light into the body and i was like this doesn't feel researched okay. that's just your opinion <laughs> I was like whatever okay it's bringing light into the body all right now let's hop on over to burningwitcheswords.com 
Damn. Uh-oh. Okay. So, so the guy who did the music for this movie, his name is Ben Lovett. And uh, you can check out his website if you want, benlovett.com, two T's, by the way. So at Burning Witches Records, where you can buy the record for this film, by the way, if you want to, The Mm. Old Ways, he says, I got involved with The Old Ways when director Christopher Allender played me a recording (laughs) of an ancient Mexican death whistle. And I thought it was Mm -hmm. the most terrifying thing I'd ever heard. They're a relic of old world spiritual practice intended to ward off demons, and the sound they make is the stuff of nightmares. So I was on board immediately. So I was like, oh, cool. So that's like a real thing that is used and like it actually exists. You can look up videos of people blowing death whistles, and they do sound like screaming it is, banshees. Yeah. It's, it's like wild. a screech. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And just by the way, Ben Lovett did the music for the new Hellraiser, which I thought was pretty cool. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, good for you, dude. All right, now let's go. talk about Martin Espino. So, in the credits, it says ancient and traditional music consultant Martin Espino. So I was like, cool, sir. Who are you? Well, you can find that at, find out at martinespino.com. So it says here that Martin Espino's native heritage is Yaqui, which is uh, from in Sonoro, Sonora, Mexico, and Tepehuano, which is Durango, Mexico. You got to cool. check out this website because like literally every sentence ends with an exclamation point. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. So it says here, since 1968, Martin Espino, a world-class performer and master teaching artist, has performed on stages all over the United States of America and Mexico, and he is one of the few original revivalists living in North America of the ancient musical instruments of Mexico, exclamation point. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Since 1975, he has conducted scholarly research into this field of music and culture and is a recognized authority in this area. With 46 years of teaching experience and tons of personality and passion, his students rave about his workshops and performances. So I just had to include this. Uh, it says here that Martin played conch shells in the film Shrek Forever 2010. <gasps> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh it doesn't say which which instrument he played or like what what exactly he did but he I assume was like a a, a musician for the movie Year 1 with Jack Black from 2009. Yes, I've seen. Oh, I seen. It's yeah. a terrible film. Yeah. <laughs> I had to mention that one for you, Eileen, because you're such a big Thank Jack you, Black fan. Thank you, I appreciate fam. it. I'm a huge Jack Black fan. And <laughs> this was my favorite. This was... Uh, okay. So he... <laughs> Martin played classical guitar in The Addams Family, 1991, in the scene where Morticia and Gomez do the tango. <gasps> Shut up! Stop. No way! I totally know what he, who he Literally. is! Isn't that so cool? I Amazing. loved that. That scene, I would rewind it over it's and so good. over and yeah. over again. I literally yeah. I just watched it rec- like, a, like uh, a week or two oh. ago. Both of them, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, solid. The both. Uh, so good. So good. Amazing. Last little thing that I just wanted to mention is that uh, I also found this Den of Geek article that you found, Eileen. And I just wanted to, you know, mention that this film was uh, filmed in Puerto Rico. 
So it talks about in this article, Catemaco, which is in Mexico, and it talks about uh, the devil's cave in Catemaco where like black masses were performed by the mm. Brujo Mayor. And it says here, Catemaco and its devil cave. The Brujo Mayor? <laughs> Mayor Brujo. The Brujo Mayor. The Mayor Brujo. Listen, the Brujo Mayor. It's almost uh, midterm mid- mid- elections. Make sure to vote for your Brujo Mayor. Yes. Okay. We're not cutting that. The Brujo no, Mayor. I'm so sorry, everybody. It's been a long episode. The Can Brujo Mayor. For the for the Ooh, graphics that. of this episode, I'm gonna Photoshop a little badge on loose. That says mayor. <laughs> says mayor. She like, is the brujo mayor. Oh my yes. god! Thank Perfect. you, Eileen, for correcting me. I was convinced, convinced that was brujo mayor. Okay, brujo mayor. Brujo mayor. Anyway, so it says Catemaco and its devil caves sound like the perfect location for this story, the old ways, mm-hmm. but. Allender actually found La Boca in the Camuy cave system in northwestern Puerto Rico. Cool. He says, we got into the Camuy caves and they were just unbelievable. I can literally superimpose the dry eraser drawing right over the cave we found. It was exactly the cave. And it was so cool to go in there and have all this come to life. It was completely full of bats. We couldn't hear each other talking in there. It was so loud with the water rushing through and the bats making noises and stuff. So just thought it'd be interesting to throw in this specific like Puerto Rico thing that this was filmed in the Camuy Caves. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Camuy Caves in Puerto Rico. And that is my trivia for today. Wow. Amazing. How about I ask you guys some questions? Yes. Hell yeah. Aiden, were you scared? There were certain moments that definitely made me jump. Like I said earlier, I don't scare very easy. I also hate movies that rely on jump scares. I think it's cheap and boring. Uh-huh. Because it's not a scare, it's a surprise. Uh, sure. But oh. definitely, right? That's, some, that's, a, that's English major right there. Mm-hmm. That's English mayor, okay? Uh- <laughs> 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 no. Uh, but no, definitely. I had written down the parts uh, when the uh, when the sheet was ripped off the blanket. It scared mm-hmm. me because it happened, and I immediately registered like that's one of the stories that we hear so often is like mm. the covers were pulled off of me. This, but this was so violent; it was just ripped off of her. Yeah, yeah. And then I also had written that, of course, I was scared when I saw the cute little chicken because I was like, I know he's going to oh. be dead by the time this is over. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the the sequence of uh, her seeing the candles being blown out one by one, uh-huh. leading her to the corner where we saw that the pair of eyes, that I was like, Ugh, freaked me out. What about you, Johnny? Were you scared? I will say yes. And I just got to say, I love uh, that you call it, it's not a scare, it's a surprise. Or that's, that's what you said. I'm like, wow, that is... That is that's valid. Uh, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I, I was scared because it made me jump, but I wasn't really scared so much because of like the subject matter. What about you, Eileen? Right. I said no. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> go. I said no. Uh, and you already answered this question, but we can we can ask you again. What was your best scare, Aiden? Well, I have three. <laughs> I have three little bullet points. Yes. Um, we got that sheet getting pulled. Mm-hmm. Hey, El pobre hey. pollito. El hey, mm-hmm. hey. And the candles leading us to the eyes in the corner, mm-hmm. the pocket of terror. 
What about you, Johnny? Your best scare? My best scare was when Cristina was in La Boca, the cave, and she turns around to see her mama's face popping out at her. That scared the shit out of me. So that's what's what's gonna take it. What about you? Mine was the first time we see the eyes the eyes in La Boca when she's like moving mm. the flashlight and we see them down at the bottom and that gave me the willies and also the hand coming out oh, from underneath yeah. the bed that freaked me out. I don't like I don't like things popping out from under my bed. No, Get please please don't. Mm. Who was your favorite character? I mean, of course, the OG La Bruja Luz. She was my fave. Had to of be. Course. Miranda was a close second. At first it was Miranda, uh-huh. but then I was like, how can I not say mm. loose, you know? It's, it would, it, yes, agreed. Johnny? The same. I absolutely agree. Loose all the way. All the way. Me too. Mm-hmm. That's times three. And also shout out to the rooster for me, just because mm-hmm. that, that little crow went to, straight to my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aiden, your best line. Definitely my favorite one out of all, and I think I mentioned it earlier, was when Luce laughs after Christina asks, what if I don't see it? And just that laugh, so condescending, perfectly yeah. condescending. And she said, tú lo vas a ver. It was so good. And then uh, the second one that I had was the, I'm a motherfucking bruja. Yes. I was like, that's me. Like, I see one leaf fall and I light a candle and I'm like, I'm a motherfucking bruja. bruja. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, that's perfection. Evo, Johnny. Uh, mine was Javi's line, do not wish to be better, just be. I was like, I needed mm. to hear this. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is speaking to me. So, yeah. So That's good. so funny because for me, it also spoke to me mm-hmm. was when Miranda was, Abuelita told me, mine's long. Abuelita mm. told me there was a sadness in me that mm. for a time I could nurture it and feed it and give it what it needed. But then I'd have to starve it before it bore fruit. Because that is what they feast upon. Oof, so good. So, yeah. good. so great. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't only apply, or that doesn't apply only to demons. That could be, there are people out there that are just as evil that will see you in a vulnerable state yes, and take advantage take of advantage it. Yes, take advantage of you. Totally. Exactly. Such yes. a good Absolutely. line. Yes. If, and not only that, sometimes yourself. Sometimes you're <gasps> the one that takes advantage of your sadness. Absolutely. We're just giving Guys. free therapy. We're just giving <laughs> yeah. free therapy. Everybody out. <laughs> take the <Yeah>. therapy. <laughs> okay. Aiden, what was your best death? Well, there was only really, well, I guess technically three, but loose, of course. It was so sad. Mm. I was like, damn, I hate to see her go. And yeah. it yeah. could have been like a team effort maybe at the end, but. Right. So, yeah. She needed to pass the old ways along. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y tú, Jonathan? I totally agree with that. Uh, but I gave it to Posteki. Although, like, I feel like demons don't really die; they just go away. But it, this feel this felt final. Like pulling out the heart yeah. and bursting into flames. So I was like, sure, mm-hmm. I'll give it to Posteki. What about you? For me, it was the combination of uh, la la bruja, la luz, holding on to that heart and exploding that. I mean, to me, that felt like that demon, whether it was Posteki or not, was also exploding and blowing mm. up. Yeah. So to me, that dual moment of like those two, uh, I thought was very, very cool. Mm. Uh, Aiden, did you learn anything about the culture? 
No. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. I no, think there no, was there were not. really great um call outs to the culture. Um I think they it, it's very clear that uh the people who wrote and directed this movie de- definitely did their research. Yeah. Um because I kept having those moments where I was like, oh, "I recognize that. Oh, I've heard a story like that before. I've seen right. that." Like yeah, so I'm going to say no, but I don't think You've that was already, a bit. You showed up experienced and full of knowledge. I'm a motherfucking so bruja. <laughs> <laughs> we love yeah, that. Yeah, no, but that's not a bad thing. Sure. Mm. Johnny? I also said no, because like, even though you, it should be like, oh yeah, like a ritual, but it didn't, you see like uh, Luz doing specific things, but it's never like, this is what she's putting in here. You know, mm-hmm. like there's the mm-hmm. milk and everything. But I was like, I mean, I looked it up and I couldn't find anything, which might be, mm-hmm. could be just a fault of my own, not looking deep enough. But I said, no, it felt like a generalized idea of what this culture actually is. What about you, Eileen? I agree. I said, no, I said my research and uh, and that was just basically the research was basically saying that the things that the movie depicted weren't really they were just like inspired by. Mm-hmm. So not mm-hmm. actually factual. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'd said no as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say uh, I really appreciate that, though, because and I also really appreciated that they did not use a real demon's name because on my show, whenever I come across the name of a demon, I won't even say it on the show. Interesting. Because that's like, that's something that I've heard growing up is you don't say their names because you're calling them. And Uh I would hate to teach someone that name for them to repeat it. And so in the same vein, I think they were, they were, I don't know if it was intentional, but I think it was responsible to not show the specifics of the rituals because then people might see it and say, I want to try that. And then they fuck it up and then they end up irresponsibly and Mm -hmm. they end up hurting themselves or people around them. Of course. I love that so much because in my mind, I'm like, you're being disrespectful to the culture. But then I'm like, no, you shouldn't show this because like Mm -hmm. somebody kind of should stay closed. Totally. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Totally. Totally. Okay, Aiden, finally, out of five ooys, how many ooys do you give this movie? Ooy, ooy, ooy. I give it three. Okay. Love it. Johnny? I also give it three. Ooies. Ooy, ooy, ooy. Uh, I, mm. I, I feel like I I liked the movie. I didn't love it. I thought some great performances, some just okay. Like, let's be clear here. <laughs> uh, I see, like, what was intended with the addiction thing, but it felt kind of, like, unresolved to me. Um I do like where we end up. Yeah. Like I like Miranda and Cristina working together. I really Being love the that. New pair. Mm-hmm. I like a la la Cristina becoming the a motherfucking bruja. Like I like that a reclaiming mm-hmm. of her roots and everything. But I will say, like the movie was just it was just okay. What about you, Eileen? I gave it two and a half oh, because wow. okay. I I was. I was struggling. I went back and forth and whether I liked this or not. I liked a lot of parts of it mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and there were, I felt like some, some strings were pretty loose and like, I could have just used a little bit more tightening maybe in the story, mm. in the addiction storyline, yeah. something like that. Maybe a little bit more backstory on Miranda and 
and uh, Cristina growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. we just get this flash of of Cristina as a child. So there was just back and forth things that I was like, uh, this isn't landing wonderfully with me. But um, but honestly, an enjoyable time. Like I didn't have a bad time. So. Yeah. Two and a half. Well, guys, let's get out of this cave because there's a fucking couple eyes looking at me from the corner that I don't like. And uh, it's time to get on out of here. Adrian, I Aiden, either way, tell our listeners where they can find you and your fabulous podcast, Susto. Thank you. Well, ghoul friends, you can find Susto on any podcast platform. You can follow me online on social medias on at Susto Podcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm trying on there. And if nice. you have your own scary story that you want me to share on the show, it could also be a video, photo, or audio recording. You can email me to SustoPodcast at gmail.com. Amazing. Everybody get your stories in and Aiden will read them beautifully in the most uh, poetic and... Um, Juicy, sultry, sultry voice. Do yourselves a favor, stream. though. Listen to yeah. Susto. It is such there's a good, good show. There's some good little creatures he talks about in yes. there that are very informative. And you will never hear a demon's name. Never. I guarantee I love you that. that. I Guaranteed love that. Never a demon's name. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as for us, thank you so much for being here with us at Uyquerror. We appreciate every single one of you every single time. You can check us out in cualquier plataforma. So please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on our redes sociales at Uyquerror on Instagram and Twitter. You can send us an email at Uyquerror at gmail.com. Check out every single one of our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Uyquerror. And um, thank you to Sonoro for being the cave that holds our stalactite tights and stalagmites and also every single one of our demons you can follow them at sonoro podcast on instagram and twitter as well and guys if i ever get have the need to be exercised i hope it's by you two brujas absolutely we're motherfucking brujas we got this (laughs) and you're the only ones that i will allow to delete the demons that live inside me (laughs) control i fucking love you we fucking love you too love you and we'll see you guys in la próxima semana adios adios es una producción de sonoro produced by jonathan atkinson and eileen clark edición y mezcla karina riverol Escuche Uy Que Horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.